Hey y'all, this is Joelle, Andrea, and Crystal. We're friends off topic. Spend the next hour. You know it's longer than that. Say two hours. Just say it's however long we drone on for. You never really know. Spend some time with the girls. Every week we watch a favorite movie that you guys vote on and tell you everything about it. And you never know what we're going to end up talking about, like overalls or snail trails. Stop it. Ah, remember wins. We post a new episode every week. Come be our friend. No, really. Message us. Vote for the movie and follow us so you don't miss a thing. Friends off topic. Really? That's what you got? That's what I got. You should say it with more oomph. We'll work on it. Thanks for the encouragement. Get it out. Hey, friends. What are you waiting for, huh? Get out your slickers, tiaras, tiaras. Which one is it? Mm -hmm. And push-up bras, because this week we watched I Know What You Did Last Summer. If you're going to bury the truth, make sure it stays buried. You know they didn't bury anybody in the whole movie. That's not even a good tagline. If only they did bury. bury. Oh, they did have Barry in it. They should <laughs> bury him. If only they buried Barry. And he's buried later. Fucking Barry. So what do y'all remember about watching this a long time ago? You saw it before? I've seen it before. I don't remember the first time then. Yeah. Just one time. Yeah. I couldn't remember who the killer was when we were watching it again. Yeah. Not, I really. Like, I'm just like, I don't even remember last summer. this summer was so long ago 1997 yeah all i remembered was like i remembered sarah michelle geller and then i remembered not really thinking it was that good and like i remember somebody being in the sunroof and like swinging around fucking idiot yeah i remember the craps the craps crabs oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) there are a lot of crabs in this movie some may have gotten the craps i don't know they probably did what did you watch it on i rented it on prime i think (laughs) (laughs) it was on bravo e nbc peacock and sci-fi we don't have any of those y'all have peacock yeah maybe i need to get that one hulu was too expensive is peacock cheaper yes What's on Peacock that's good to watch? Mm. Y'all use it a lot or just for movies? For the most part. I mean, there's certain things, but I can't remember like right now, but there was like certain things that we would watch on Peacock. I think that's where I watched um, Under the Dome. Is Brooklyn Nine-Nine on there? I want to watch that. I don't get on there that often. I might watch like three hours of TV a a week, and that includes like two hours of this movie. I was going to say, we're sucking up your time now. (laughs) So, does anybody uh, want to... Nine Nine is on Peacock. Oh, maybe I'll get it. She's like, I want to mm, see that I'm show. I'm intrigued now. It's supposed to be really funny. Well, try out Peacock for free. See how it goes. Is it free to try? I think so. Some of them are. Mm, I might do that. I like free. You might get like a seven-day trial or something. That's usually how it works. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't try anything new. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's our synopsis, Crystal? What's this movie about? Do you remember? I can't wait to tell you. Oh. <laughs> it tells the whole movie, doesn't it? A year it? after running over a fisherman and dumping his body in the water, four friends reconvene when Julie receives a frightening letter telling her that their crime was seen. 
While pursuing who he thinks is responsible for the letter, Barry is run over by a man with a meat hook. Wow. The bloodletting only increases from there as the killer with the hook continues to stalk Julie, Helen, and Ray. Wow, they tell you about a death and everything. Yeah, bloodletting. Bloodletting. <laughs> and the hook. Yeah. What a secret giveaway. Why would you want to watch this? It is menacing, shocking, and sinister. Mm. Not great ratings, by the way. Got a 5.8 on IMDb, 45% Rotten Tomatoes, and a 41% audience score. And what's the audience that's on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score? Yeah, I guess it's like, say I'd go and rate something. Oh, okay, so the tomato meter is like the critics. And yeah. Then, okay, I don't know why I can never remember that. Who, who directed this? Jim Gillespie. Gillespie. Did, is that how you say it? I don't know. Who did I've only ever read it. Billionaire Ransom and uh Venom, but not the Venom that's good. <laughs> the one where the man turns the into like Venom. a snake or some stupid shit. Mm. I don't watch those movies. That's like the superhero movies. No. Venom. Venom, that's the good one. This is not the good one. Oh, this is not the super this is something else. Yes. This is supernatural. Yeah. Now, yeah what was it a guy again? that like turns into a snake? Oh, that sounds dumb. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds real. What right. ratings did that have? That I didn't. Bad ones. <laughs> if I see a look. bad movie, I always have to look it up and find out everything about it. All right, so we got a couple of writers on here. Kevin Williamson, who we've already done for Scream, and he did Cursed and The Faculty, and then Lois Duncan was she wrote the book that came out in 1973. It is loosely based on this book. Did you read the book? I feel like you should. <clears throat> uh, I may have. I just don't. It's popular. I did read that the writer did not like the movie. I did see that. Like, she hated how violent it was. That's in um, my notes. Oh. But I don't believe that I'm, that those are the notes that I was supposed to take. No, you can, if you have it, say it. So I didn't know that the other writer, the Kevin Williamson one, wrote Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I saw where they threw that in. Yeah. I was like, why, why is that in there? Yeah. And yeah, they like, go to Dawson's Beach later. But that's very random from Scream to me to Dawson's mm. Creek. Well, I don't know because it's the whole teenage five friends. Yeah, I guess so. It's, it's the same thing. You're just changing. There's the just story. not violence. You're just changing the killer. <laughs> There's no kill. Is there a killer on Dawson's Creek? Is Dawson? I don't know. One of them. One of them probably is now. All right, so Lois Duncan was vehemently opposed to her young adult novel being reworked into a slasher film, stating she was appalled in one interview. This was due to the fact that her youngest daughter was murdered by an unknown assailant in 1989. She said, as the mother of a murdered child, I don't find violent death something to squeal and giggle about. I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) How sad for her. And I don't mean that as a joke. (laughs) <laughs> start writing down these problems oh and lois clark duncan notoriously hated kevin williamson's slasher reinvention she didn't hide her hostility to the media and said she was outraged at how bloody williamson made her story it was a blockbuster though spawning several sequels and even a talk of a tv series it actually is a tv series did yeah. you watch any of it no Anytime I Googled it, some of the TV, I was trying to find like fan theories and stuff. And it was always about the new TV show. This is our book sales quadrupled tenfold 
after the classic 90s slasher came So out. I did read that, and I do not understand what quadrupled tenfold means. Yeah. like Does it that times 40? Times 40? four. It 40 times, I guess. Because it quadrupled, but it also did times 10. <laughs> yeah, why would you say it like that? I don't understand, I don't understand why they would say it like that. Why are we always doing math? <laughs> also in the book, Julie's mom has ESP. Oh, well. She that wasn't doing her fucking job if they had a, a whole book about it. for me. To prevent them being stalked by the madman. Is that what it said? Yes. So she uh, wrote the original, but she also likes to re-release her novels from time to time. Updating them with contemporary references and keeping the story current. Oh, okay. That's a way to write a new book without doing it. <laughs> without what a doing lazy way to write a new book. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to say it. I did it really good one time. I'm just going to keep redoing just it. Change all the names. I think that's what a lot of those big writers do. Um, so Roger Ebert has it on his most hated list. Oh. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I tried to look up the list, and most of it was just bad movies. Yeah. And I was like, well, those are all bad. So it wasn't that shocking of a list. Not awesome. No, but I, I liked it. Like, when you watch it and you think about how he wrote Scream after... This one he wrote before Scream, but it came yes. out after. Yeah. yeah. And when you watch it like that, it seems like, you know, he really grew a lot to make Scream, you know, so good mm -hmm. and funny. And this one to me is funny whenever well, you watch it yeah. that way. I feel like A, it might have been like people are, had higher expectations and B, um, a lot of people said it was just like another Scream. So I think it was just kind of, maybe it was too soon. It's less yeah. cooler. It's not as cool. It's less cool. Shut your face. <laughs> it's not as cool as Scream. He said, um, that's kind of what he said. He said the writer just scribbled it up after Scream did so well, but really he had written it before. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, it's a fishing town. Everyone has a slicker, but they don't wear it in their hat in steamy July weather. So that's kind of silly. But when you put it in the movie and watch it in a silly way, like... It is very silly anyway that he's going around in a slicker. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it being in July, I don't know. To me, that's even funnier. Yeah. How hot it is and out of place. And people just, they're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Am I making I, sense? Well, yeah. I don't think that, um, I mean, I'm just thinking like East Coast, um, chilly, even though I guess it is July, but. Maybe not like here. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so that's what he said. And when I looked over his list, um, the only movie that kind of surprised me was Armageddon that was on his list. Armageddon's of the most fucking hated. stupid as hell. It is. <laughs> but at the time. But it's cute. I yeah. like it. And he was like, if any piece of this asteroid broke off after you blew it up, no matter what size it is, we're done. Yeah. So <laughs> this is dumb. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, this movie, uh, nobody got awards for it, but Sarah Michelle Geller was nominated for the breakthrough performance she was beaten by heather graham for boogie nights solid the solid 1998 i've never mm. seen it you, okay well i'll have to watch it no I, no no don't watch, watch it, it on your own we're not going to put it in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> why crystal uh do you know i just don't think it's an, uh just appropriate uh -huh. know? say uh again uh it's not uh <laughs> Also, um, the performers that year was Natalie Imbruglia with Torn. Y'all remember that song? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, the Wallflowers Heroes and Brandy featuring Mace, Top of the World. 
Oh, Brandy. Yep. Wherever she is now. The budget mm-hmm. on this movie was $17 million. Wow, Damn. that's a lot. And they made $125 million. What was our last bad. movie? They did the $33 million. Seven. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they had to double the budget. Mm-hmm. And they made $333 million. Well, they, they had, had to pay the all money. those actors and build yeah. a whole library. <laughs> well, I, got, I got sequels, too. So oh, yeah. Tell us about the they sequels. They have I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. And still? I'll always know what you did last summer. And did you see those? Show on Amazon. You might want to note that one. <laughs> I don't think I can cut it out because we were talking. <laughs> I'll leave it in there. I saw I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. I think I like it better than the first one. Who but, Are we going to tell who the killer is in that one? I'm not going to watch no, it. No, because it's going to give it away. I don't remember. Because if he still knows what they did, it would have to be him, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not. I mean, at the end of this movie, you're like, but he's got to come back. I mean, it's that's what's so I don't know. So there's an Amazon show as well. (laughs) There's what? There was an Amazon show. Uh, I know what you did last summer. It only lasted one season with eight episodes. When was that? Does it say? Uh, 2021. So the but now there's another show coming out now, right? Is there? Or was that the show? Maybe the Amazon show. What if the they show. came back as a different? So, um, go ahead. As a different what? Um, story like a different. Um, what are the urban legend? Oh, <laughs> so the television show scrapped the original cast entirely, ushering in a new group with more involved relationships. This majorly and unnecessarily complicated the storyline, oh. which adversely affected the show's viewership. For a minute there, I thought you were just going to say with Usher and Usher. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not in 2021. He's too busy, yeah. I think, having babies or something oh, by now. Probably. He really has a million babies. Does he? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Why do you say that? Yeah, so the remake was in <laughs> 2021 as a TV series on Amazon Prime. Anytime I think of someone having a million babies, I think of um, the one Seahorses. that was... He's got the confessions. No. These are his confessions. And then he talks about how he fucking has a, his chick on the side got pregnant. So I'm just assuming he has more babies. Based Always. on his the, song the from song. 1993. Yeah. I assume he made a lot of babies because he was... Everybody thought he was good looking. <laughs> All right. And that was not the thong song. No, that's Cisco. Okay. That's not Cisco. he didn't have any ratings no so the location of this movie they were in southport north carolina from ncbrunswick.com that is america's happiest seaside town Mm. and it's a beautiful place that's what it says now is it not not in 1997 oh you didn't think it was happy when everyone was dying no oh no this is the real town (laughs) um so they filmed a safe haven there, a walk to remember the secret life of bees, and under the dome. I love safe haven. Yeah, I've never it has seen that any of very, that. Very uh, white picket fence, America's dream kind of town happening. Mm-hmm. And then I thought you were um, talking about safe haven. I was like, that is not the story. I don't think I've ever seen that. I you wouldn't don't even know rom-com. what it is. It's not a rom com. Um, it's just a romance. Oh, Did you watch wow. a walk? To There's remember? no calm. I watched like a walk to remember, I think like one time. Mm -hmm. So 
the rocky roads surrounding Dawson's Beach, where they have the hit and run later, is the same location used in Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. And that scene they moved to uh, California to shoot because they didn't have the mountains in North Carolina. So, where were they? I heard it was by that beach that we always talk about, that Colmer Gulch. Oh, really? Yeah, it says um, some of the scenes were shot at Colmer Gulch near Jenner, California. So Kevin Williamson's own father had been a fisherman in real life and wore a slicker similar to that of the killer. And that's what inspired the killer's outfit in the movie. And not fish sticks. What about fish sticks? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. They had to get rid of their um, nod towards the fish sticks guy. I think she's trying oh. to be funny. I was talking about fish dicks. No, the fish stick guy. The Gordon's. Gord, Gordon's fisherman. Yeah. That sounds right. So this was in 1997. Back then, this is when you started having to be 18 to buy cigarettes in the USA. That's a shame. <laughs> you wanted it to be all ages. I just remember my mom being mad when she couldn't send us to the store to get her cigarettes anymore. It's a damn shame. Uh, that's when the Heaven's Gate cult stuff happened. Y'all know about that? Yep. Heard about it. They that, had the whole matching. I get a outfits. lot of them mixed up. The cults? Yep. <clears throat> they got documentaries about each one now. I know. That's why I get them mixed up because I've seen all of them and I've mm. read about all of them. Yeah, that the Heaven's one. Gate did the ones where they all were Nike. Yeah. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. All right. I watched a whole thing on it. It was very interesting. Was it on Netflix? Had to have been. You don't had watch to have been. I don't anywhere. have anything. You don't watch else. anything anywhere else. And that one is the most expensive. I'm about to nix it because. It's not that great, I don't think. I have YouTube TV that I just bought, and I'm trying to figure out if all of my stuff that I watch on separate subscriptions is all on there, because if it is, I'm canceling everything and keeping YouTube TV, and that's it. Oh, let me know. Oh, well. Because I want to just have one thing. It's like 80-something a month. Is that okay? That's what I thought. That's where I was at. She did it for football purposes initially. Yeah, but That's about how much ESPN is, I think. That's how much... I pay in all the separate things. I'm pretty sure I end up paying 80 or above for every separate subscription. Mm -hmm. Well, you let us know. Okay. YouTube TV, right? YouTube TV, not a sponsor. Would love them to. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, YouTube. We need sponsors. This is when um, Steve Irwin, the Crocodile Hunter, premiered. 1997. Dude, I used to love the shit out of that show. still love that show. I get sad when I think about him. Uh, This is when South Park, King of the Hill, and Daria, Buffy, Johnny Bravo, Cow and Chicken all came out. (laughs) Right? Great shows. Yeah. This is whenever um, Princess Diana had her car crash. She was 36. I remember seeing this on TV. That Uh, really dates when this happened, you know? I watched a documentary about that as well. Yeah, dude, it was like the world stopped. Yeah. I remember like my sister and me were watching it and they, they had the wreck and then they said that she had passed away and my sister was like, that's probably not true because it's just on TV, mm-hmm. you know? And then it was like everywhere. Yeah, that's all you heard about for weeks. Yeah. And what was the documentary? Uh, 
conspiracy theories into her oh, I death. I love conspiracies. Yep. I can't remember what it was called, but it's it was all about. Charles, like, I can sit here all night. Deep dive into her life and how the the royal people didn't like her. Oh, I bet. Because she was like a normal person. I like the really out there conspiracies. Like yeah. the ones about the lizards in the Denver airport. Have you, you ever probably read about like that? this podcast that I Lizard listen people. to. Yeah. Yeah. Which podcast is it? Thinking Sideways. I'll have to look. Lots of conspiracy theories on there. Did you ever read about the Denver airport? No. That's a good one. Okay. So this is when Google.com registered as a domain name. According to BuzzFeed.com, this is when Titanic was the biggest movie that year and the biggest movie ever until Avatar came out. The other two popular movies was Jurassic Park Lost World and Men in Black. This is when Mbop and Barbie Girl came oh, out. It's fine staying Mbop back there. <laughs> it's it's called Shattered Souls now, not Thinking Sideways. Mbop. No. Thinking Sideways. <laughs> TGIF's most popular shows were Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Boy Meets World. This is also when... Quit playing games with my heart was the breakout hit. I like that song. Uh, Is it singing in your head now? Yes. Some chart-topping songs were Semi-Charm Life, Don't Let Go by En Vogue, Erica Badu's On and On, and No Diggity by Blackstreet. All right. Tamagotchi's came out. Teletubbies came out. And Jimmy Kimmel began his career as the host on Ben. It was weird. All right. Right into the movie. Always. How long has it been? 21 minutes. Okay. A little bit long. Yeah. We're not doing good. We're not. (laughs) Wait. Are we doing our game, though? Did y'all write down your game? Are we going to save it later? I can think about it. We can save it later if you want. Did you do yours, Crystal? Let's get to know these people first. I got it. You got it? Probably. All right. So I put... Ba Philippi, I guess. Mary, I guess Ray, you know, he works hard as a fisherman. And he climbed all the way back up in the boat to save Julie, even though she was a murderer. <laughs> Committed. And I think you should kill the hook hand because he's nuts. And he murders, you know, a couple innocent people. So Yeah, for sure. All right. So I'm boffing Helen's sister, Elsa, because she seems super bitchy. She's such a bitch. I like it a lot. I'm going to marry Ray because he seems like a, a down-to-earth, nice kind of guy. And he I'm, does. I'm killing Barry because he's a piece of shit. He is. Yeah. Those are all good. Yeah. I was going to kill Elsa because she's a bitch. You can't, <laughs> you can't kill my boff, bro. Bro. Um, I, too, would marry Ray. And um, who am I? I'm boffing. Um, boffing? Probably, <laughs> probably Barry. I'm saying you're gonna boff Barry. I probably have a yeah. I have a thing you for toxic guys. So disappointed, yeah. Because I guarantee, with all that ego he has, he has a tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say he'd just always be drunk and couldn't get it up. That too. Oh. <laughs> I always love Crystal's disappointments. Crystal's input on who to who to do. <laughs> right. You never know where it's gonna go. I got notes on everyone. <laughs> well, when you said Elsa, I thought it would be one way, and then you're just she's such a bitch. <laughs> just such a bitch. I like it. 
All right. So right into the movie for <laughs> for real Z's. So the movie opens with a familiar song. I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of know that song. And then the singing starts and I'm like, oh, OK. It's kind of off putting and sinister. It's a summer breeze, but it's typo negative doing the cover. Oh, mm-hmm. no wonder you like it. Oh, I didn't like it. I never was a fan of them, but why did I think you were? No, I, I don't even know one song that they do. I'm mm-hmm. not into the voice, mm-hmm. but I, I do like some of the music like that. It did make it on the soundtrack. It did. Uh, they have a very pretty landscape. And now we see a guy on the cliff and he looks like a fisherman. He's drinking and spinning something. I never figured out what that was that he was spinning. Yeah, to necklace. figure it out. Is it a necklace? Yeah, but like, yeah, is it, you see it I later. thought it wanted to be like a compass or like, like it doesn't serve a purpose. It spins. That's it. Yeah. It's like a fidget spinner. Yeah. I got you. Oh, before they came out. I guess. So we're going to do a little disclaimer here. This guy looks like he's really depressed. And it kind of alluded to suicide to me. So if you ever know anybody that needs the suicide hotline, it is 988. If anybody hasn't heard of it, no. I literally heard it on the radio on the way here. Oh, good. 988. That's 988. So getting out there more. That's good. It needs to be known. Um, it looks like evening time. And it looks like he's drinking alcohol, spinning that little necklace metal thing. And contemplating some things. Then the fireworks go off in the sky. Now we're over a parade and there's some giant weird fish floats and lots of fireworks. I see a banner is shown and it tells us this is the 47th annual 4th of July Croker Festival. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go to there? No. There really is a Croker Festival. Yeah, I I I truly couldn't figure out what was going on until the beauty pageant part when it, like, I read the sign and it said Croker Beauty Pageant, whatever. And I was like, how unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they really have one, except this year is the 43rd. So why they named that one the 47th? Yeah. 20 years ago? Which, I mean, I guess around here you got the Rice Festival and the Frog Festival. And I mean, they got the Rabbit Festival. The Rabbit Festival. The Fur Festival. Yeah, they got a beauty pageant for <laughs> the every Pirate one of those. Festival. So. Oh, yeah, it is the Pirates now. Yeah, we you can't say contraband. Mm, I don't know. Did you say it? It's slightly racist. It's contraband to say contraband. You're contraband. Yeah. Like Joel's. <laughs> I've been waiting to do that. Oh, if you um get a funny part that you want us to. So. The Croker Festival. It's also the Croker pageant with some high heel swimsuit ladies competing. One of them happens to be Sarah Michelle Geller. In the balcony of the pageantry are three teens. Ryan. Philippi, Philippe, uh-huh. one of them's right. Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt. They're talking about Michelle Geller's boobs, and it's offending Jennifer Love Hewitt. They are all very pretty people, I noticed. And Ryan Philippi looks like he has a goose egg on the side of his forehead. Did anybody see that? The entire time? Yes. Yeah. Ryan, you already knew. No, it is not Philippe. Neither is it Philippe, but rather. Felipe, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you for that. I thought so I was just going to say the name. <laughs> Ryan Felipe. Felipe. Let me get it right. 
So they said it wrong on TV. They said it wrong on TV because they always said. I have it in here. He was mad about the way that people would say it the wrong way. Mm. But that must be the one that he wants. Pick a better stage name. Philippe. Yeah, that's right. Philip. So they ask the contestant, Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller. Helen. Helen. Helen Shivers. Helen. I thought it was Shivers for some reason. Shiver me timbers. Shivers. Oh, that's going to make me remember it. They ask her how she would serve the world and community like Mother Teresa. And she says, by being an actress. What a great answer, you know. And it turns out Helen Shivers is the winner. She gets a seahorse scepter and crown. Because it's the Croker Festival. They put mm-hmm. seahorses on it. Yeah. Makes sense. And that's it. That's all she gets. That's all she gets. Mm. For a year. You got oh. to give it back. I know. Cheap For asses. whatever reason. So. <laughs> they can't afford to get new shit. They got to spend it on Croker's. So according to scuba.com, seahorses can be from half an inch to 14 inches. <laughs> Their they, males carry the eggs too, correct? That is the only thing I knew about them was the males have the babies. Yeah. They mate for life. I do Aww. enjoy them at the aquarium. They're so cute. They have really yeah. good camouflage abilities. I want one. And their eyes work <laughs> independently like chameleons. That's fucking weird. One of their only predators is humans <laughs> because of people like I Crystal. I want one. <laughs> I'm not going to get one. That's what she needs a shirt that says, I want one. But I don't need one. Yes. <laughs> they use their tail as a weapon to fight over food and things. Wow. And as an anchor in a storm. These are good facts, right? Can you picture it? Yes. Just anchored down like little flags. Okay, so how I'm picturing it is, you know, those little birthday things that go. (laughs) That's how I picture it. That is such a good description. Note the time. You note it. I want a seahorse. How am I going to note the time? I can't see it. Oh. (laughs) Are you noting the time of I'm going to seahorse? We're going to make a reel out of the seahorse thing. I got you. She said to note something funny. I'm trying to be helpful. Joelle put it on on a big old timer on the wall. I'd be able to note the time. If I only will. you had a whiteboard. <laughs> I can't <laughs> note the time because I can't fucking see it on the laptop. All right. Oh, so when they're mated, sometimes the pairs will hold tails. That's Aww. cute. Like holding hands. Yeah. These are good facts, right? Do they? Yes. Aren't you glad I put this in there? Yes. (laughs) Our brain has a part named after a seahorse. The cerebellum. The hippocampus. (laughs) That makes no. It's hippocampus, but that none of this makes any sense or is relevant to the Croker Festival. She had a seahorse on her crown. But why? (laughs) I don't understand. Oh, why am I giving the facts? Why does she have a seahorse on her crown if it's the Croker Festival? I don't even know if there was a seahorse on it. Oh, you son of a bitch. I just saw something about a seahorse in my notes. We're following along with Joelle's brain. I'm done. Join us on this wild carpet ride. Let me see some things about seahorses. We're in the sea. We're not on a carpet. Well, wait. So now I'm really getting into this. Oh, and I need to know where it's going. But the the hippocampus is the Greek word for seahorse. All right. And this part of our brain looks like a seahorse. So why is the hippo named a hippopotamus? Maybe their little tail is like a little seahorse. With a little tail that shoots around poop? Yep. Or that's an elephant, right? 
I think they that all should poop it. around. <laughs> it twirls it. Like yes, it's not they rhino. twirl their tails around. It might be a to rhino. chop off the poo. To I don't to know. Spread they it. Sling shit around <laughs> with so their turbo monkeys. tails. With their turbo poo throwers. <laughs> they pick their poo up. Oh, who? My. Monkeys. They pick it up. Yeah, all the time. Throw it. And throw it at people. Oh, I thought you meant like they clean up after themselves. Oh no, no, oh, they, absolutely. Like not. toddlers, maybe. Did I send y'all the video of the monkeys? Maybe. That send everything on Facebook Messenger. I will. You should have looked this up because I saw it on Wine and Crime. You didn't see it? What? The monkeys at the zoo that the male monkey gives the female monkey head? No. <laughs> I missed that one. Someone watches, listens to Wine and Crime more than I do now. <laughs> Yes, sometimes. That's a second shout out to a podcast, and I'm going to contact them and let them know. I do it. So, back to the movie. Mm-hmm. Now you know about... We're very off track today. Now you know about seahorses. We're at the pageant. Still. Now, these teens leave the pageant and go to an oyster bar. Looks like they're at a little solo cup party. Well, yeah, now they got to celebrate. Helen won. She won the... What pageant? The Croker. The Croker She's Miss Croker. Queen. She's a croaker. So they're at the oyster bar. Veronica Vaughn asks Helen how she's getting home. And they're both a little rude to each other. Turns out Helen's getting sauced and doesn't need a ride home. And (laughs) Veronica Vaughn says, eat me. I wanted to know where eat me came from. And where that came from. I couldn't find it. (laughs) I couldn't find it. But I think maybe Animal House. I thought that they would have it. And then, like, they had bite me also. That was like bite me in the ass or bite my ass. Oh. I never knew that. (laughs) That's what you do. (laughs) And I found Demi Lovato has a really good song called Eat Me. Have you heard it, Crystal? No. It's really good. All right. I didn't know she had good music. (laughs) So that was, the sister was Bridget Wilson. That's Crystal's boff. Yeah, it is. But I hate that her name's Bridget. Bridget. I don't like it. She was something bitchier. (laughs) It starts with a B. She was in Billy Madison, Mortal Kombat. That's where I remember her from. Veronica Vaughn. I just messaged Wine and Crime. Oh, good. She was in The Last Action Hero, and she was considerably an in-demand singer in Japan, where she had two CDs, I Only Want to Be With You and Give Me a Kiss. Wow. That's terrifying. Yep. So Johnny Galecki is the server at the bar, Max, and he offers Julie a shot on the house. You know, oyster shooter. An you oyster one shooter of is literally an oyster even... and cocktail sauce, is it not? Yeah, I That's had to look it up. Fucking what it was. disgusting. I was just like, he just brought yeah. her some slime. I yeah. don't know what it even was. Variated for her. <laughs> well, you give me a real shot with booze in it. Not it has booze. Not. Some, yeah, no. They put vodka they in it. That's put, disgusting. Yeah. It's like a very bad take on a Bloody Mary. It's like eating snot. I, and I like oysters. Mm. I do mm. not. But I don't mm. want to do an oyster shooter. No. So Max wants to ask Julie out before she leaves town for college. That seems nice, right? She doesn't want to go, though. And he looks a little uh, threatening when she says no, that she's not interested. In comes... Barry, he takes the oyster shooter and tells Max to take a height and shoves him like a big old bully. A big bully, yes. And I'm like, shouldn't he get kicked out? He's not even that big either. No, I think Max could take him. 
Max looked ready to kill him. I think that he should have. And they say that they're going to go down to Dawson's Beach, which is a reference to Dawson's Creek because the same writer that wrote this wrote Dawson's Creek. Right? Yeah. Uh, Julie doesn't even apologize to Max and she leaves with these idiots. So now they're on the beach in front of a shipwreck and they got that idea from a boat painting that I read about. Hmm. They're discussing the hook hand legend on the beach around a fire next to the old shipwreck. And I could never figure out what Barry is drinking. I thought it was wild turkey and then they showed a close up later. I have no idea. No telling. They're all arguing on what the truth is about the urban legend of the hook hand man. They say the couple is making out and they hear a scratching sound. They hear a drip drip. And the scratching is because he was hung from a tree limb and he's scratching the car. But Geller says, no, he's been decapitated and the dripping was his severed neck. They're all saying these really graphic things, just a very um, nonchalant. Yeah, I really thought they were just adding to the story as they went around. I didn't realize they were trying to actually correct one another. I thought they were just trying to one-up each other. Maybe they were. (laughs) Maybe. And then Julie says he wasn't decapitated. He was gutted with a hook. And she laughs. And it does not fit her character at all. <laughs> and then Ray is looking at her like she's nuts. And he says, you're all wrong. They went back to the girl's house and the hook was embedded in the car door. And that's the original story. And that's how it really happened. Do you want to hear? I was going to say, how did it happen, Crystal? The Tell urban us. legend discussed at Dawson's Beach by Ray, Julie, Helen, and Barry is the boyfriend's death story, and all four of their versions are alternate incarnations of the tale. The initial being the hook in the car door campfire story, which did not feature the death of either the boyfriend or girlfriend. Hmm. So was the blood dripping, or was the the hook is attached to the scraping? The hook is there's they're all different stories. So there's one where. They drive off because they hear a strange noise and then Mm -hmm. they get to where they're going and then the hook is attached to the car handle. And then there's one where this guy runs out of gas so he goes down the road to get it. He gets killed and then she hears a scraping on the top of the the roof of the car and it's his nails or his ring scraping on the top because he got hung up. Mm. Which one is real? Which one is the right story? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> wasn't there like some murders that really happened related to it or something like that probably every urban legend is based on some real i said this last time oh yeah we some, were based on something real yeah. yeah we were talking about the uh romance murders or what were they called uh, oh yeah lovers, lover's lane lover's lane yeah so barry says none of that really happened it's all bullshit and they all argue over it Ray is convinced that it's real, and Julie says it was created to talk girls out of premarital sex. I agree. And he says it's actually an urban legend, American folklore, kind of like he's talking out of a textbook now to teach us all about urgent urban legends and folklore. Yeah, then there was on, it was on Dear Abby. Oh, okay. Dear Abby. So... Helen is spinning around now on the beach with a sparkler, wherever that came from, and planning their dumbass future as an actress and a football player in the Cayman Islands. It's her and Barry. Don't hold me accountable for this. It was too dumb to document. Yeah, she... (laughs) 
he's she said he was gonna play for some football game and then or team and then he said he was gonna play for the Cowboys, which I thought Crystal would be excited about. And she said that she was gonna live in the Caymans. That's what it was. <laughs> and I was just like, I roll, I roll, I roll. Yeah, you dummies. <laughs> None of that's happening. So Sarah Michelle Geller is Helen Shivers in the movie. She was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The show was coming out at the same time as this movie, or it came out right before. Her nickname is Sassy and SMG. She was in Scream 2, a lot of Robot Chicken. Sassy. Sassy. Cruel Intentions, The Grudge, and The Grudge 2. I forgot she was in those. And then she was in that Sour Girl Stone Temple Pilots video. Y'all remember that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. they had like a making the video for it. I remember it really well. She was also in three Burger King commercials. Here's the big one. She was in a 1982 Burger King Christmas commercial with Leah Thompson, Elizabeth Shue, and her, according to IMDb. The Burger King commercial she did was the first commercial to ever mention a competitor by name. And McDonald's sued her and Burger King for this commercial. And she couldn't enter a McDonald's unless she was in disguise for a while. Wow. I thought that was interesting. How much would you want to have to eat at McDonald's to put on a whole <laughs> ass disguise? Back then, like, McDonald's was a shit. Yeah, but she was... That was before you knew it was bad. You could just eat you it just and love it. your assistant. I'm loving it. <laughs> You're Sarah Michelle. <laughs> McDonald's, also not a sponsor. Um... I had read that her and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, like, tried out for each other's parts, but ended up with the parts they got. I thought they fit their parts well. Oh, agreed. Completely agreed. She's tough, man. Listen to this. She told Wes Craven while filming Scream 2 that she does her own stunts all the time on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But she was too scared to get thrown off a balcony for her death scene in the film. I thought that was funny. I saw her... I saw her bust out her Buffy moves at some point. Oh, yeah, when they're in, in the, the alleyway. Alley. Yeah. I did see that. <laughs> I don't know who tried out for what, but I do have a few alternate um, ladies here, mm-hmm. if you want them. Yes. So, Melissa Joanhart uh, turned it down, saying, I just thought it was a ripoff of Scream. Huh. I wonder if she regretted that later, because mm. I, I know her career didn't last too long. Yeah. And um, Reese with Reese Witherspoon opted against signing on, even though she auditioned. She did help her then boyfriend get his part, though. Good for Ryan Philip. Phil- yeah, Phillip I was just whatever. gonna avoid it. Felipe. Ryan Philip. <laughs> Felipe is the one he wants. I believe. I'm not trying to upset no one. <laughs> I have a fucked up name. <laughs> I know Wait, what it's like. Andrea. Oh, do people not say Andrea? Oh, no, not no. Ever. I get Andre. Really? I get, if they just pause, I answer. I'm just like, but that's it's me. Very phonetically spelled, I feel like. I agree. Andrea? <laughs> I agree, but then they just, it's like their Andrea? eyes don't want to at all. That's funny. People don't say my name right yeah. either. They say all I always get told how pretty it is, but I'm Noelle? just like, I will answer to Joel? anything. Oh, Joel. 
I get letters that aren't even there. Jolie, Joellen, yeah, everything. Jolie, I, I don't up, even correct people. My mom's name was Doretha, so you can only imagine. Every now and then, I'll get called sir, called and I don't D. correct people. Oh yeah, no, she's <laughs> she, she really works. loves it when she gets it coming out of the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> what do they say? Excuse me, sir. Dude, no, I just no. get crazy looks. People just are really bitches. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Karen's at the casino. Mm. what's she doing there Mm. don't need to be there uh in 2017 she had a cookbook called stirring up fun with food oh sounds great right i thought that's what you just do when your career goes to shit you just start a cookbook yeah i mean you have time to cook yeah need something to do i guess so now julia's on the beach and she's looking for ray he runs up screaming that he's gonna hook her and she screams (laughs) and laughs and then they talk about if he really believes it. So I'm like a really big baby. And if we talked about that hook hand story and then I was alone on the beach, I would be terrified. No. You would cry about it? Yeah. yeah. I would not be alone on the beach. I'd be like, oh, uh, you're staying right next to me. <laughs> like, remember one time we went to a, a abandoned house? <laughs> yep. <laughs> me and Crystal. And uh, I wouldn't even go inside. I oh, waited. my. I waited we outside alone in the dark. Here. You waited outside in the dark by yourself? Alone. Alone, instead of going in the house with her? Yeah, that Mm. was my sound judgment. I'm going to wait out here alone in the dark. So. On lookout. She says, you really believe that, don't you? The hook is really a phallic symbol, ultimately castrated. I'm going to miss you. (laughs) That was their exact lines. I was like, uh, what? So that kind of made me think the movie was pretty funny. They're both discussing how they're going to move away, and she's worried he's going to meet some goth, head-shaven woman where he goes, have a higher success rate than any other type of relationship. She says, cite your source, and he points to his heart, and then she starts taking her clothes off. <laughs> yeah, that's where Are I was sure. <laughs> like, just all of a sudden, well, let's get naked. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's Now's the, the time. The least statistically uh what's the word i'm trying to think oh it's definitely wrong it's the it's the the high school relationships last yeah yeah for a while that's the worst one (laughs) yeah in high school yeah until you grow up well you go to college and you want to experiment because sometimes you like girls now (laughs) (laughs) that's the only reason to experiment (laughs) maybe i like girls now that's some sound logic, Crystal. Thank you. That's a good one. That's, that's, those are the people I hooked up with when I was younger. That's what you told them? No. Those You're are in college. You might like girls women. now. Those are the type of women I hooked up with. Crystal was, was just more concerned about the sand. Doing it at the beach. I was. I was like, oh, my goodness. It's sand everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All in her skirt. That is Julie James, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She was on 35 episodes of Kids Incorporated. Kids. No, I'm not I knew it. it. I was waiting for I'm it. Not I do stopped. It. <laughs> I stopped. Sister Act 2. She was also in the sequel for this movie. She's in Sister Act 2? Yeah. Oh, now I feel like I can see it. Chat on overalls, maybe. <laughs> we got to watch it now. She was in Can't Hardly Wait, Party of Five, the Garfield movies. She was Liz. And she was in House Arrest with Jamie Lee Curtis. Nope. Nobody. Nope. She's on Ghost Whisperer. 
Yeah, I didn't watch that. Neither did I. Oh, but you remember it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't even want to say this one because you're going to hear it. She was in Smash Mouth, You Can't Get Enough of You, Baby. All right. That one. And she also had her debut album, Love Songs, in 1992. Was that part of that video you sent us? I think she so. one of the women okay. that dated John Mayer? Oh, I don't know. Your Body is a Wonderland is about her, I'm pretty sure. I oh, was that, that her? I, I think felt like so. that was somebody else. You got to Google it. Mm-mm. And then her second album was Let's Go Bang in 1995. Wow. Whoa. That escalated. And, and she had the Bare Naked song in 2002. That was the one that I sent you. It was very, mm. very 90s. Yeah. I was not into it. Like I said, I found it very ironic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell they us. They wanted her to get naked for a shower scene. And she was like, nay, nay. And so instead, they decided to put her in racy sweaters for this entire fucking movie. Low cut. Yeah. All the cleavage. So, drunk guy Barry says he wants to drive, but they insist on letting Ray drive instead. She, what's her name, Helen? Yeah. Helen says she'll let him do things to her. And I guess she doesn't because once they're in the car, he starts fussing over the music and he stands up through the sunroof and he starts screaming and chugging all the alcohols. Yes. And Ray is just focused at Julie. Yeah, they're like watching each other. Were they talking about something? I don't remember. They were just doing googly eyes at each other. Googly eyes. So the alcohol falls through the sunroof and spills all over Ray, just as they're going around a hairpin turn. Hairpin curve. Is that what that's called? Yeah. A hairpin turn. Uh, It's like a a 90 degree angle. Yeah, that sounds right. (laughs) So that's not good. The alcohol is in the driver's lap if they get pulled over. I mean, I feel like they could have explained this is that drunk guy's alcohol. He spilled it all over me. Yep. 100% could be explained. So now Barry screams out, watch out. And they hit someone dressed all in black. They screech to a stop and Barry has blood all over his face. Then they figure out it's not his blood. He proceeds to freak out over his car. These are some good kids, right? Right. The hood has a massive dent in it. They're all fussing over it. And Barry says, my dad's going to be so mad. I really wish he would have gotten decapitated in that scene. Yeah. At he least come out it. with a neck brace or something. He doesn't, he doesn't, yeah, he's you not get even hurt. hurt. You get with hit with a whole, whole body. body. Yeah. Nothing happened to mm-hmm. you. You're so fine. A little, a little His bit of face blood. was a bit banged up, wasn't it? No, he it had was blood the other on guy's face. blood. And the other guy's blood. That's it. I just remember seeing his face banged up through like Later, most of this whenever movie. Whenever he gets hit by a car. Oh, okay. Spoiler that alert. Is right. Spoiler. It's the car. I forgot about the car. I said it in the synopsis anyway, so it's okay. Good <laughs> You did. <laughs> so Julie says, they're talking about how maybe they hit a dog. Julie says, a dog couldn't have done that. They say maybe it was a deer. Geller says, oh no, I hope it's okay. And Julie says, oh, God. And she goes over and picks something up from the side of the road. It's a bloody boot. A bloody boot. A bloody boot. A bloody boot. And I was like, what is this guy doing in the road? We find out later. and Because I'm like, wouldn't you hear a car coming or mm-hmm. the screaming music? I mean, yeah, I don't feel like it should have been that shocking that there were a car coming. They're all freaking out. But luckily, there's two flashlights in the trunk. They don't really need these flashlights, but whatever. They shine the flashlights in the direction of the headlights, and they scream when they discover a body just a few feet away in the headlights. 
I thought that was hilarious that they didn't need the flashlights. <laughs> the more I thought about <laughs> this after I found out, like did research on it, how bad do you want that particular road to where you're going to travel from one coast to the other? <laughs> I don't know. To I'm... shoot that scene, like because you need to have a twisty, windy road. Maybe he just couldn't knew find that. another twisty, right, winding road in North Carolina. You can no. They said that they said the, it was too flat. Yeah, yeah. So they went took, all the way to California, cool. picked everything up. Yep, it makes sense to me. I agree. So the body that they find, the face is covered in blood. I didn't remember them even showing it when I watched it. A long I just time remember ago. the face was tore up. Yeah, like you can skin tell it peeled was. off. Yeah. yeah. It was really bad. Mm -hmm. um, Coroner Ray pronounces him dead. <laughs> they can't even tell who he is because like well, he said. Well, he's like, I think he's dead. Yeah. yeah. I think. So the guy playing the body is Mutes Watson is his name. He's from Alexandria, Louisiana. Oh, cool. He looks like he'd be from Louisiana. And for that scene, he said that it was really, really cold. And he didn't know how he was going to do the scene. And he made himself start shivering as much as he could because he read that that's the way your body warms up. Okay. And he said that he shivered so much that he just was able to lay there with no problems. And they thought something was wrong with him because he had been shivering so much. So you're going to tell me he cracked his teeth or something. Mm -mm. That's it. I just Man, thought I it was. Know. When I shiver, it hurts. <laughs> I thought that was a cool way to get warm, though. Yeah. That he said it worked. Right. And then he laid there deader than a doornail for them to get the shot. <laughs> they thought he really died. Yeah. They discuss, the teens discuss how the cops will never believe it was an accident because there's liquor all over the car. It's not even Fred's car. Daphne agrees, but Julie thinks it's wrong. Did you say Daphne? <laughs> <laughs> Freddie and Daphne. Daphne. It sure is. They say the best it's going to be is rail get manslaughter no matter what and no matter who takes the fall. I'm like, just pick somebody. I yeah, don't know. At this point, it's like all the dudes are pieces of shit. They yeah. just want to like bail. And yeah. the girls are like, but In no way, shape or form would I hit a body and just be like, oh, we got to go. <laughs> this I is would it. not be able to go. I would instantly be vomiting. My nerves would take over and I would just like crumble. <laughs> I feel like you would help the person. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you could instantly. Yeah. So looks like Julie watches forensic files. She's like, the grill is all busted up. If he's on the car, <laughs> the car's on him. They'll trace it back to you. Barry says they got to drag the body to the water and they won't find him for weeks. All the evidence will be washed away. Fred agrees. If they find the body at all. <laughs> he's what? You said Fred. Yeah, that's what my notes say. <laughs> he's not like them there's no one to help him get out of this you know because his friends are so rich and he's poor i guess so ryan felipe philip philip <laughs> he had nothing too notable before this movie maybe white squall i kind of remember i like that, that one. movie i don't even remember what it was they're like in a storm mm -hmm. um he was also on one life to live and he was in the outcast video hey y'all i know that he was a virgin. <laughs> That's what it looks like. You mouth just charades. 
I don't know what's happening. He was in a movie called Revenge for Jolly. Oh. A man recruits his cousin to find out who's behind his dog's death. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. I don't want to. don't want to do that. It. Has Elijah Wood in it. Nope. No. He was also in MacGruber, the movie, and the TV show. Oh, here it is. He pronounces his name Philippe, which he prefers. He does not like Philippe or Philippe. 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 <laughs> he doesn't like those. All right. So they say the guy's already dead. If they go to the police, they're going to be dead too. And now we hear the next drunk teens come screeching around the corner. They're carrying the body to the side of the road as the next car is coming, and it's Max. Perfect, says Julie. They tell her to get rid of him as they stash the body on the other side of the road. What's that thing called? The road guard? Guardrail. Yeah. Guardrail. I could not think of that. I'm right there with you. And I'm like, okay, this is all happening 10 feet away from Max. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't see any of this. Nothing. Moving the body. Mm-mm. She tells Max they're keeping Barry from throwing up in the new car. He can see in watching in his rearview mirror that the car has been hit, and he says, Daddy's going to be mad. What a great place to hang out and throw up. Right there in that curve. Yeah. You just throw up in the car, roll the window down. That's or not just, suspicious at you know, all that your fender's all busted up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very suspicious. <laughs> he goes... Okay, Max, we'll do for whatever Max had told him. And he told, told him, him to wash his shit-eating grin off his face. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> so I watched part of this on NBC. Because he was always just, like, smiling. and I, That was what I'd skipped over this. You can wipe that shit-eating grin off your face. <laughs> because I watched part of it on NBC, and he said... Wipe that my pits don't stink grin off of your face. <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I went back and watched part of the real one and I was like, that's why they because I was like, I've He definitely stinks. He's a fisherman. He's a Never <laughs> heard that in my fucking my life. My pits don't stink. I love how it made you like what? <laughs> I was like, I'm not understanding. So, Max drives a 1989 Chevy K1500, and Barry drives a 1997 BMW. Mm. I had that written down. Oh, you did? A 1989 Chevrolet K1500. Good job. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Felipe, playing the abusive boyfriend, especially prone to violence and threatening the others, is quite harsh to watch in light of his... Ex-girlfriend Elsie Hewitt suing him for assault in 2017 and another ex-girlfriend accusing him of harassment. Mm. Mm. That's not good. Bad boy. Yeah. What'd you pick him for, Crystal? Did you kill him? Kill. You don't remember. Oh, okay. He's my kill. So they drive off and now they drive down to some very dark broken down pier. Some very dark broken down pier. Oh, sorry for the sniff. (laughs) I'm trying to get better with cutting out little whatever. (laughs) Drives off and they drive into some very dark broken down pier. 
They stop and open the trunk, and there is the body. All the teens look very clean to me for having just thrown a dead body over the side of the road and a then dragged it. Bloody mm-hmm. body. Yeah. Dragged it over the side of the road, dragged it back to the car, stuffed it in the trunk. They're all pretty clean, though. So uh, they're discussing how the dead body will get eaten by a shark as the guys carry it. I notice the girls don't help at all. Nobody is crying. Nobody has guilt. Helen's crown is still in tip-top shape on top of her head. <laughs> and I see Julie is wearing one of those long skirts. I remember having those. On the dead body's arm, we see an old... Or, s- super convenient, if you're planning on boning later. Oh, well, I don't think she was planning it, because once he used that line about... I'm going to hike those all the way up. <laughs> Just move it up a little bit. You can use it as a blanket. It's oh a twofer. My. Oh, they use it as a blanket, a twofer. <laughs> You should sell skirts, Crystal. <laughs> you talk like a dude. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a problem. It's, <laughs> it's nice to see how your brain works. <laughs> Getting the inside scoop. Julie asks, "Should we check his wallet and see who he is?" Barry says, "No. Let's pretend like he's in a escape." Remix. Sounded like Andrea over there. <laughs> I think I inherited it. Andrea. Julie says, nope. Oh my God. <laughs> Barry says they should pretend like he's an escaped lunatic with a hook for a hand and we're doing everyone a favor. So knowing what we know later, this dead guy has laid awake pretending to be dead this whole time, I guess. Yeah, because like, thinking about it now maybe he's not and conscious. going back yeah he had to have been somewhat he did get hit by a car alive yeah. because they even talked about him getting eaten by crabs and stuff like that which made me feel like that's why max was found being eaten by crabs oh like, that's good that's like a good everything way to look they at said it. could happen spoiler alert yeah from 1997 it's about to happen <laughs> So, yeah, that's what I was like. Did he just memorize all these ways to get him back, get them back? Barry says, help me, Ray. And now Ray says, I don't think so I can, Barry. I just keep stuttering. I don't think so I can. He probably said it like that. <laughs> I'm snotty, you shit dick. I'm just getting nervous. <laughs> Do you need a minute? <laughs> no. I think she needs a minute. Do you need the bathroom? No. All right. Barry says, help me, Ray. And now, after all of this, now, Ray says, I don't think I can. (laughs) He was okay with helping him load the body, driving all the way there, carrying him down to the dock. But now that they're there, he just can't throw him into the water. Not doing it, even though he was the one who actually hit this man. Yeah, he was the one who did it. So, Freddie Prince Jr. is Ray Bronson. I always thought his last name was Prince, like a king and a prince, but prince. it's with a, with a Z. Yeah, it's with a Z. So, this is where he and Geller met before they got married. They also did Scooby-Doo together. His dad was a comedian that passed away whenever he was one year old. I watched some of his stuff on YouTube. He was pretty funny. He was also on She's All That, and there was a new Punky Brewster in 2021 that he was on. 
So, despite being part of the main cast and appearing in many key scenes together, the characters Helen and Ray only speak to each other twice. How do you know that? Helen, Missy said there was a friend named Billy Blue at around an hour and two minutes. And Ray says, no, it's not. It's true. And Helen says, yeah, I don't think so, Ray. At around ten minutes. Despite the fact that the two barely interact on screen, Geller and Prinz became good friends after meeting on this film. They later fell in love and married. Oh. So I read that Jim Gillespie didn't even want Freddie Prince Jr. for Ray. That he wanted Jeremy Sisto. I don't even know who that is. I don't either. Oh, I know his face. Um, according to ScreenRant.com, Gillespie says no one wanted Prince Jr. because they thought he looked too soft and felt he wasn't muscular enough. So he cut his hair, bulked up, and tried out again. Hmm. I kind of thought that um, the men in the 90s were a little more average looking, you know, like kind of skinny was okay. They didn't yeah, have to well, be like was, super buff. That was emo, emo time. Oh, yeah. We're sick and frail. <laughs> sick and frail. You know, they didn't have to have muscles. Like we were fine with them painting their nails black with us. Oh, yeah. So. I wasn't. In, maybe I was. <laughs> I don't remember that far back. Who knows what I liked then? <laughs> So, they're debating on who's going to throw the body over, and Helen screams that she'll do it. And her and Barry she push... She ain't scared. She's not. Her and Barry push him into the water, and that's when he wakes up and grabs her crown. But they still push him in. Right? So now, they really are murdering him. Yes. So, the body floats down. Barry dives in. And opens his eyes underwater and can see when the body... Just fine. Yeah. In the dark, he can see just fine when the body wakes up underwater and he takes the crown and swims back up. I thought that was pretty funny. Barry explains once he's back out of the water that they're taking this to their grave and it's just a future therapy bill now. And he's screaming with some drool on his chin, I notice. Screams a lot. Yeah, he does. He's an asshole. He doesn't seem convinced with Julie not spreading the word, so he drags her over to the car and chokes her until she agrees. Dude. I was and, like, and I wish a motherfucker would. And Ray is just sitting there. Telling her it's going to be okay. With his girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> You're being choked out by some fucking douchebag. And Crazy your boyfriend person. is just standing by. Not my boyfriend anymore. I would fuck my boyfriend up, too. <laughs> I would beat one with the other. (laughs) (laughs) But as for the drool hanging from his chin, I'm like, how do the directors set that up whenever they have someone drooling on? They just let it happen. Maybe it accidentally happens, and they're like, "Oh, it makes it seems makes it seem more real." Yeah, they probably get really um, start salivating a lot. They get really worked up acting. But I'm like, what if you let it happen? And you just go with it, and then the director tells you that that was too much. What you... makes a person salivate excessively? Just curious. For me? No. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not talking about any of that. <laughs> personal problems that no one else needs to know about. Now we all need to. <laughs> no. Nope. Unnecessary. Is it a Is that trail? juicy booty? <laughs> need to see crystal's face oh my goodness well 
I don't know where to go next. <laughs> but I do wonder what if you go there and you do drool and go with the moment as the actor and then d- the director comes back and they're like, that was gross and too much. <laughs> if they didn't do it for the Blair Witch Project, they're not going to do it for this one. <laughs> Fucking snot bubbles everywhere. Weird. Oh, I was going to say that is one where they just have snot and spit coming from all their orifices from their butt too probably Probably leaking (laughs) they were so scared shit themselves and i'm like oh julie you never should have had sex on the beach all of this (laughs) this is all your fault it's definitely all your fault julie premarital sex you dirty little slut that's right so she should have worn pants she should have she should have never would have (laughs) happened she should have I was salivating. (laughs) So now they leave. And as they leave the dock, you can see that little piece of metal again. That little From the beginning of the movie. How mysterious. Mm -hmm. We're at college now. We see that Julie brought her two-inch thick 90s laptop, her teddy bear, and an ugly hat, and a boombox. Everything you need for college. Mm -hmm. One year later, and she's still running around with a fucking teddy bear. Yeah. Get it together. Get it together. We have a teddy bear in our bed currently. A teddy bear? Teddy bear. Yeah, he probably holds the teddy bear and a vampire. A vampire bat. Oh, yeah. Lily gets us stuffed animals, too. Oh, that's nice. I bought the bat because it made me think of the cat. It's cute. (laughs) What cat? Your cat? Yeah. Oliver. He does this thing where he likes to hang upside down, let his fangs hang out, and he looks like a little bat cat. That's really cute. Cat bat? I don't know what the fuck it is. I would say bat cat. It's cute. Bat cat. Bat cat. That sounds right. So enter her roommate with the word yo. And Julie turns around. And I'm like, wow, somebody fell out of the ugly tree. Oh my God. She's like, she looks fucking (laughs) half dead. She looks real bad. Julie. Guilt is not your color. No. The roommate's name is Rasul Jahan. I'm not sure how to say her. You can run with that one all day. Rasul. Her real name. She wasn't in anything too interesting, but I did recognize her. She was in a movie called Socket about people addicted to electrical current. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Are they just going around plugging themselves in? I haven't. Like I'm talking like themselves. <laughs> I don't know. I scrolled down and that was what I saw that was interesting. To okay. Me. That's what you get when I do the actors. <laughs> Whatever. She was also in a movie called Pornography, a Thriller. It was about a gay porn star's murder and dark supernatural murders. Mm, I missed that one too. It's on IMDb. That's what I got about her. Rasul Jahan. Jahan. I don't know. Her roommate says she's going home for the summer and she's got to get a tan. Yes. Finally, Julie smiles. As depressed as she is, they arrive home and she had still managed to get her little hat on and hold her emotional support teddy bear all the way home. (laughs) All the way. Now she's at dinner or lunch with her mom and Julie is picking at her snapper. Her mom mom asks. Can you reword that? No. We're picking out the snapper. All right. Take it the snapper. Uh, oh, they were out of monkfish. <laughs> Her mom says that she looks like death. And Julie says she's had a rough year. And as she leaves the table, we, she, we see 
just how rough the year was. She's got on an ugly baggy sweater and some baggy jeans. So not Julie. Was this mom, though, not the epitome of every mom when she goes from how's the snapper to are, are you, you on, on drugs? drugs? <laughs> like, are you on drugs, Julie? <laughs> Never called you or anything the whole time you were at college. We see all of Julie's happy accomplishments around the fireplace as she's looking around. We see her riding helmet, some happy photos, and her fucking framed and hung on the wall certificate of achievement in the student tutor program. <laughs> That's what made me think some of this movie was so funny. I'm like, did they do that on purpose? This is her only notable achievement. I wonder if that was her real award. The student tutor program. It wasn't even like a completion. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know, because at this point, she's like on the dean's naughty list. That's right. As she's reflecting on these things, her mom brings in a letter. It's not her grades, though, mom says. Those came last week. And <laughs> the dean said, you've only got one more chance. And so now mom leaves and Julie opens the letter. Do we need a drum roll? The letter. <laughs> the letter says, I know what you did last summer. Written in permanent marker. All she caps. Is that the energy you got from that? Please, please do it again. No. <laughs> I know what you did last summer. I have it in all caps, but I just can't present. Yeah, was it, it that was bad? in all caps. No, it was just the energy you presented was very fast and energetic. I feel like that's probably how he wrote it. Yeah. Well, no, because it's been a year. So like. I feel like it would be a meticulous. little more doomsday-ish. Like. Daunting. I know you did. Like you cut newspaper letters out. Yes, yes. That would have been good. That would have been better, maybe. This guy was real busy. Let's talk to Kevin Williamson. He was. He quick scroll. He didn't have time for cutting. (laughs) She cries for a second after reading the letter and asks her mom, Who sent this? Mom doesn't know, and Julie runs upstairs. I feel like as the mom, I would have asked her a little bit more about that letter. Why are you so upset for her? I also noted she had a thumb ring. Thumb rings are cool. I noticed a pinky ring on one of their hands at some point um, later on in the movie. I like thumb rings. I wanted one majorly after watching Casper. Of course. Christina, y'all remember she had Mm -hmm. a thumb ring when they stick their hands together? I have a silicone ring now. I can't wear anything else because CrossFit ruins everything. Cross. CrossFit! I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So now Julie's in her jammies and it's nighttime and she's <laughs> what? You don't call them jammies? She's in her jammies. Does she also have a boo boo? <laughs> <laughs> I call. You know, I said that to the UPS driver the other day. The boo boo. The boo boo. Did the you get jammies. a boo boo? Jammies. I had to bring something to the mailbox in my bathrobe and he delivered a package and I told him, oh, sorry, I was in my jammies. <laughs> sorry, I'm in my jammies. He didn't say anything. Maybe that's why. He's like these fucking people still in their fucking pajamas. And he's like halfway through his day. Right? I don't know so what you... I call them. I think either PJs or night clothes. Night clothes. You got to say jammies. It's so cozy. I don't say jammies. You gotta say it's them. not in my Unless vocabulary. we're talking about my moo-moo. Uh, and in which case, I say you're moo-moo. I do like a moo-moo. I call it a nightgown. There's somebody <laughs> who used to pronounce pajamas wrong, and she'd say pajamases. 
Oh, oh no. I can't remember who it was though. Was she drinking the Jamesses? <laughs> no. No. Pajamases. So Julie's in her night clothes and she's looking at the letter. That's just not cozy at all. In the dark. In the dark. She hears some noises and shuts the window because she's scared. And now she arrives at some store with Helen's sister running things. You know she's profess profesh. She's got glasses. That's how you know she's a professional. I did an experiment one time where I wore glasses just to see if people would listen to me more, and they did. Oh. Maybe you acted more studious, too. Maybe. Or maybe I just had on fucking fake glasses, and I thought I was smart. (laughs) Maybe we need some glasses for this podcast so we'll treat each other. Maybe you need it since you're, like, squinting over there. Am I? (laughs) They said. You're reading like my dad does. Mine just came with my face. I didn't. Hey, I had an eye exam and they said I don't need glasses and I disagree. Maybe you need reading glasses. They did give me some of those. Okay, then. (laughs) Why are you not wearing them currently? They were crooked. You just need a larger font. (laughs) I do need a Live your life. You live your life how you want. That's right. I squint all I want. So I'm trying to figure out what this store is. It looks like a jewelry store. It's got pots and pans. I guess it's like a 90s corners market, corner market. The Shivers yeah. store? Yeah. I thought it was like, because she's got, they got mannequins everywhere. I thought it was like a, like a clothing store. Yeah, there were quite a few um, mannequins and clothes. And there was a fragrance section. So Like a mini department store? Yeah, maybe hmm. it's just like this coastal town and their little... Kind of have everything. Run of the mill store before Walmart. Yeah, that makes sense. Julie is still looking bad. And now that she arrives at the store, she's got greasy hair and overalls. I think they should have had her smoking too. Make her really, you know, go south. <laughs> oh no, Helen picked that up. Julie wants Helen's New York number. The sister laughs at that and says, she doesn't have one. She's at the counter 10 feet to your right. Look at Helen. No crown, no New York no acting. Working woman's fragrances. Who could believe? New York didn't work out for her. She went for a while. And well, well, well. I don't I think I got something mixed up. Julie shows her the note. Helen's not surprised or anything. She just says, "Wow, Julie, we were so careful." And I'm like, careful with the dead body you hit with a car in front of everyone in the middle Mm -hmm. of the road. So the family store is actually Harold's department store. So I'm just assuming it's a a small department store. Oh, you got it right, Andrea. Okay. She asks. That's what I said. Uh, but sure she can she can have it I guess. you're married if i'm looking down at my paper so busy with my eyes i don't know who it is we're one at this point you're not one i'm a whole separate being i'm aware she asks about barry and helen says Can we discuss how her sister is being nosy as fuck in the background while they're trying to have this conversation at the fragrance counter? What else would she do besides be nosy? It's not like they have customers. That is true. (laughs) Shivers department store. So now they are driving and Julie asks about Barry. I see that Helen smokes now. That's not good. No, not for the former beauty pageant queen. Not beauty now. Not beautiful. Beautiful now. 
B-E-A-U. It's just going to age her quickly. She's still pretty. Yeah. <laughs> they arrive at a big white mansion. Barry had gone off to some school. You know, he's probably not affected by this being the big old butthead that he is and all. He's living his best life being a turd. Barry's up in the balcony looking down on them in his wife beater and sunglasses. And he tells them they look like shit ran over twice. <laughs> Who cares about this note? We did a lot last summer. Julie says, yeah, but only one murder comes to mind. Now Barry's really mad. He tells her, you shut the hell up. You want to do it for us, Crystal? You shut the hell up! Perfect. Yeah, he's even more on edge. Like, they may look a mess, but he is on edge. He doesn't look a mess. He looks great. Yeah, but his Unaffected. attitude has but gotten I think, yeah, out I of control. I think that maybe on the surface, everything is fine. But inside yeah. of his head, it's... I didn't put it in We were 49 time. minutes into the movie, just <laughs> trucking along, just enjoying the movie. Okay. You discussed how Julie said the guy's name was David Eakin? Yeah? No. Okay. Um, and he washed up in a crab net. The girls think that they are murderers because the guy was still alive. And Barry thinks it's Max. Max is working at a fish farm. What is it called? I don't really know what that place is called. A fish market. That sounds right. A okay. fish market. Because they're and, not farming them. They're yeah, okay. catching them. I don't what? really know. <laughs> Going down to the fish farm. Barry wants to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Barry wants to talk private and goes after Max with an ice hook. Because he thinks it was Max who sent the letter, right? Yeah, he just wants to blame somebody. He's just running around mad at the world. And it's pretty ironic that when that happens, Barry, am I jumping ahead of uh-uh. you? Barry pulls a hook on Max. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I got. Max grabs the hook saying, motherfucker. Like he really wanted to do something. Don't test me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> After he's well on After his way. After he's gone. <laughs> Barry tells the girls he scared the shit out of him. And they run into Ray, who's now a fisherman for almost a year. Julie tells Ray about the letter. He thinks she's holding, or she thinks, he thinks she holds him responsible. How many of those do you have to take out per episode? (laughs) For what happened. Like one. (laughs) Maybe some foreshadowing here. The hook is now placed in an ice block when Max is prepping fish in a misty area. And is that because of the ice? It's steamy there. He's steaming the fish, it seems like. Gross. So one problem with one of the rooms whenever they get in their fight, to me, Mm -hmm. is that there's ice blocks everywhere. But this room is just a wooden box built on a pier like you can see through the wooden slats. Mm -hmm. In July. And through the door to go Mm -hmm. outside. I'm like, "Mm, why is there ice in this room? Yeah, I don't always understand it. It keeps everything Um, either, especially here. I mean, your ice doesn't even make it from the gas station. That's to home in July. Yeah, the floor wasn't even wet. I think this might have been fake ice. I think so. We'll get to that later. (laughs) (laughs) I did read that they did set up a lot of fog machines and stuff for the mystique. But 
I found it to be annoying as fuck. There's a lot of steam happening in this movie. So Because now you got me thinking of steamy fish, and I'm just... Sick. No. <laughs> no, no. And fish is good like, steamed, though. I feel like it. the whole fucking movie smells <laughs> like fish. Stinks. Okay. The hook isn't there when Max goes back to where he was working, and he doesn't see it. Uh, oh, no, he doesn't see it coming when he leans forward and is hooked from under his chin and hauled off. I thought that was so graphic. The murder scene for yeah, that? When yeah, when he hooks him under the chin and just lifts him up. I read somewhere that they added that later in. Yeah, Max's murder they added in because um, they, they wanted it to be more sinister, like the kids were really in danger. Yeah, they had to like add more gore stuff. Yeah. Um, and that is one of the few murders that you actually see on screen, if I'm not mistaken. I'm curious about how this guy can show up. Like he puts his slicker on and then sneaks in. I don't know. It just, just doesn't add up for me. His coffee. The killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Later we see Barry is working out to hush and showering when he says, oh, he says hello, then comes out to a Polaroid that says, I know what you did last summer. He opens his locker and sees his jacket's gone. He gets dressed in a hurry, talks to, I don't know if this is like a high school coach or just the guy who runs the gym, but finds out there's no one else there at the gym except for the owner. And he runs outside to see his car is now taking off. From the outside, it doesn't even look like a typical gym. It looks like you're going into a fish market. It does. I wanted to know why. Everything smells fishy. Why is he wearing dog tags? I don't I have the same question. Did he have a brother? Was that douchebag days where guys just wore dog tags? You know hey, that. hey, hey. Did you I have some? owned a dog tag, okay? Owned it because you earned it? Nope. Oh, well. Okay, I was then. one of the douchebags. Okay. Maybe I. it is coming back to me now mm-hmm. that that was in style. Yeah, you can go get your name put on it. Because wow. why? I don't know. That is so silly. Maybe it was a full metal jackets thing. Maybe so. I don't so. know. I also saw in his locker that he had like a big round brush, like a woman has, like to dry your hair with. Oh, like why? I wrote that down. I was like, he didn't even have that much hair happening. What would he do with this round brush? They probably just found a random locker and just threw his clothes in there. Now that's funny to think about. (laughs) Okay. He runs outside. His car is taking off. Then his car turns around, headlights on, and starts chasing him, hitting him, running him through stacked pallets and a building. Was that a building? A fence? I don't know. Yeah, he I think he, it crashed through. They crashed yeah. through a building. Um. Then he pulls a hook out, but we see he didn't kill him. Um. Because later Barry's in the hospital. He's banged up. They want to come clean, but Barry says no. They had a pact. I mean, this guy almost died, and he's still about this pact. I want to know why are his friends... They're not even his friends. These people haven't talked in a year. 
Well, they and they're all, all at the hospital. One big secret, though. So I guess. But you're, you're going to just... discuss your secret in the hospital. Yeah, if a killer's coming after you. <laughs> but everybody's going to know your secret as they keep coming in and I out guess. of the room. Maybe they just figure they don't care. They did not do a good job of keeping secrets, is what I think. Uh, they want to have a one-on-one. Julie thinks it could be a family member of David Egan. Ray's told by Julie there is no you and me. The girls are looking up um, David Egan on the interwebs and discover his fiance was in an accident. They are going to visit the mother, question mark. So that's what I think that they David. say. Yeah, yeah, initially. Helen is scared and smoking cigarettes. And Julie's wearing a very long skirt with an oversized but crop-topped sweater. It just looked bad. I don't even know where to go with that outfit. There was there was a few choice outfits. It was like outfits. the white sweater with the light blue skirt. But it was so light that it just looked like she was wearing one big frumpy sweater that went all the way to her ankles. Until yeah. you saw a flash of her belly button. Yeah, it was like she wore a lot of crop tops. But the sleeves were longer than her body. Like it just looked alien to me. That was like her thing then though, her sleeves. And she was like trying to climb up looking windows and shit in that like olive oil skirt. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's a good um analogy. But that was her thing then. Remember her sleeves? Yes. That they would be too long? Yes. Um the a woman named Missy Egan. Um, ask to use, oh, they come upon a woman named Missy Egan and ask to use the phone to call AAA. Julie starts asking very personal questions, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Do you live alone? Like the first time somebody asked me that, I would be like, do you need to step outside on the porch? The second. (laughs) So as soon as they get to the house, they, they don't, she doesn't answer the door. Yeah. And then Julie goes and starts looking in windows. Mm -hmm. And that's when she catches them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that would have been major red flags. I never would have even let them in to use the phone. I'd be like, you're murdering me for sure. Yeah. And then I was thinking this woman's playing them the whole time just because she is so nonchalant about it all. Like just answering all their questions. Yeah. Like it's not a big deal that these people were just looking through your fucking windows. She doesn't get visitors a lot. <laughs> no, I think there. she's just lonely. No, she don't. So that lady is Anne Hache. Remember her? I Yes, do. she is what I we did. refer to as a hasbian. <laughs> oh. I did read um after all this, it reminded me that she is dead now. I didn't know that she was when I looked her up. It was so recent. Uh, 2022. She died in a car accident. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember she had like an incident with aliens? Like She had some issues. She had some Britney Spears shit. Happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? She like. Conspiracy theory aliens? She went crazy. Yeah. She like pulled up to a woman's house and like asked for some water and told her something about aliens and took her shirt off or something. She was Those are very shrooms, vague but... details and they might be mixed up. But <laughs> that's what I remember. Someone was on the shrooms. And um, she was in the Psycho remake and she was cast as Missy and she recalls it as being two days worth of work that required her to be scary. Yeah, she she was scary. Yeah. They start asking her about her brother. She ends up offering to make them tea. 
At this point, I'm not drinking a fucking thing. No. She says she didn't know too many of David's friends because the, oh, I see, because the girls are fishing for suspects, I assume, is why they want to know all his business. She says she was sweet on him being a friend of David's. His name was Billy Blue. Julie freaks and wants to bail. And back in the car, Julie tells Helen that they murdered a man and ruined his family. Excuse me. I did feel bad. So listen, Anne Hayes, uh, a deputy, a sheriff's deputy said she proceeded to tell me that she was God and was going to take everyone back to heaven with her in some sort of spaceship. Oh, my. That's what I remembered. That was around Heaven's Gate time, right? No, I no. I this was after that. I think this was this was, tw- this was 2006. Well, 2000. Say, sorry. I think this is after she dated Ellen. That was like the big, mm. the big deal. Lost her shit after that. Yeah. Okay. The girls murdered a man, ruined his family, and Missy starts banging on the window, saying, "You forgot your cigarettes." Then notices the girls got their car running just as Julie starts to drive off with this woman still hanging onto her window. I'm like, what a way to run up to someone's car. You run up and beat on the window and scream, hey. Yeah. And like scare the <laughs> shit out of them. And then stand in the driveway menacingly, menacingly after they leave. Well, I think that she knew something was up after that. I got the gist from that. Yeah. I wrote down that um, Sarah Michelle Geller had very 90s brows. Remember how you would do them like really thin? So thin. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm still waiting for some of mine to grow back from the From 90s. the thin time. I'm very <laughs> glad that I didn't do the thin eyebrows because mine are thick as hell and it would have taken a long ass time. Yeah. To, to make them thin. Yes. Missy's now left in the driveway eating their dust, wearing her dirty tank top and smock. Further down the road, Helen says maybe he was just waiting for us to hit him. And Julie stares off saying if that's if that helps you sleep at night. Helen wants to know why they aren't friends anymore, saying they used to be close. And Helen can only respond with we used to be a lot of things. Yeah, yeah that part used I was to like, not be a piece of garbage used to not be murderers used to be a lot of things. <laughs> We used to be a lot of things. Helen goes into the house after Julie drives off. I mean, she didn't even wait for her to get in the house. Um, Helen tells her dad hi. Um, this man who was unresponsive because he's so engrossed in a baseball game. Yeah, Helen, I don't understand what the point of him even being there was. I don't know. I'm just like, why have parents? Uh, Helen goes off into the kitchen for a little product placement as she fixes her Diet Coke, at which time the killer walks right through the front fucking door. I don't understand how he's so bold. Like, the dad and is no right there. And no one hears a fucking thing. Yeah. The dad is right there. Mm-hmm. Anybody could walk around and see him. Like, how If does... I see a shadow out the corner of my yeah. eye, I'm whipping around. Like, your dogs, no one cares. Your dogs would lose their mind. Oh, every single one of them. You're not sneaking in my house. They don't even like those of them on the street. No, <laughs> don't even look at our house. These fuckers are going off. Uh, Dad's chilling in the living room and no one hears the front door open or this man walk down. I say man killer walking down the hallway. 
Because the game soda, no ice, nothing. Just, you could have just drank it from the fucking can. Why are you darting a glass at this point? Holly Joel. She just chugs the whole soda. Heads up the stairs just after the killer rounds the corner up top. She starts changing for bed, and we can hear creepy, heavy breathing coming from the closet. Gross. But I'm like, what if she needed clothes from the closet? Like, how is this reason? This is part of why the movie is so funny to me, Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't even make sense. It's so silly that he's going to go get in the closet at nighttime that you're not going to get clothes out of the closet. Well, my dogs sleep in my closet, too, so... That's that. a, our closet stays open i was gonna say that's a reason that you need to have your closet open also <laughs> so open always no one can hide in it you can't hide it in anyway it's full of shit helen is now taking a moment with her beauty crown when her sister walks in scaring her and busting all her happy bubbles her sister's being a bitch telling her that they are doing inventory tomorrow and she has to be at the store by 10 a.m that's not too bad if you ask me Helen has to be in the parade tomorrow, and her sister says, Dad put me in charge of the store, and I want you there by 10. But the outgoing queen has to ride prior to the pageant, the Croker Festival pageant. Last time you checked your Instagram, Joel. Helen starts brushing her hair when her sister tells her very snidely, you and your hair, how pathetic. However, Helen wakes up with her hair butchered, laying in chunks all around her, and her crown is atop her head. And when she looks in the mirror, the words soon are written in red. So she starts screaming, smashing the mirror, because I don't know why. And I can only assume she calls Julie next, because Julie gets a call and only exclaims, Oh my God, okay. Yeah, on that part, I was like, so what could the person possibly had said on the phone? Yeah. They're like, because she just says, oh, my God. And she hangs up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, were they like, Helen's mirror is broken and she cut her hair. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hang up. Right. Or, hey, someone's cut Helen's hair in the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, my God. Somebody wrote with lipstick on my mirror. Oh, my God. What would make you hang up the phone and run out that they could have said about this? I woke up to all, all my hair chopped off. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then you run out and drive to their house. Well, if you knew how much Helen loved her hair, so, then oh my maybe God, it is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Moment. Less enthusiastic. It was. <laughs> it was forced. I don't know. I just thought that they could have had a better conversation than that. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, she takes off in her car. This is Julie, by the way. Only she doesn't go far before she hears a clattering scuttle. Coming from her trunk. I don't know how else to describe that. A clattering scuttle. Yep. Yep. That's not what you heard? I just heard scratching. She heard such a clatter. She pulls over to investigate. A scuttle, if you will. Um, when she opens her trunk, she discovers Max's dead body. And feasting upon it is a trunk full of blue crabs. Dude, a fucking crab crawls out of his mouth. Yeah. I saw that they had to shut down production that day because she freaked out so bad. Oh, yeah. Doing she... that part. Because he looked so realistic. They had to call him. And they were like See, friends. I didn't know that. They were like friends growing up. They yeah. lived in the same apartment or Her something. Her and Max were friends growing up. Gay. And she thought it was so real. Like she freaked out. He had to call her, let her know he was still okay. And Sounds that it was like just she's a, a drama prop. queen. I agree. <laughs> 
I got to shut down production for the day. That's why she wouldn't be my anything. Jesus. She's too much. She wasn't even in my Boff, Mary, no. and Kill. Oh, no. yeah, she was not. Neither was Helen. Julie starts hyperventilating in the middle of the street. Vehicles are passing by her, honking, not assisting her in any way. She ends up closing her trunk and runs to Barry's or Barry's at Helen's. I don't really know. Either way, they all run back to Julie's trunk and discover that bitch is clean. How? 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 <laughs> if you've ever been crabbing, fucking how? It would be wet. Disgusting. It would stink. It would st- Yeah, but okay. You'd have so grass, it would stink, but the whole body fucking town juices. is a fisherman town, so everywhere stinks. Oh, but this bitch looked vacuumed clean. It did look fucking clean, though. I don't Nothing. Know how, did that. how did you amiss. get the crabs out? Where did you? What did you do with them? How did I need to know? A stray claw, not just end up on the ground. Somewhere? I need this person to come clean my vehicle right now. In right the now, record time. <laughs> right now. So, not to mention. How did you get a dead body out in the middle of the day and on no a street? Yeah. Just rolled it I, on out. That's what I need to know. <laughs> Irregardless of the crash. I'll kill you. <laughs> okay. Even though she swears Max was in there and was wearing Barry's jacket, there's no way that could have been cleaned up so fucking fast. And Helen believes her. Of course she does. That's her ride or die. Julie starts screaming in the street, arm raised. Do it for us, Crystal. I had. What? Or do you want to do it? Oh, no. You don't want to scream it one more time? What are you waiting for? Huh? (laughs) There we go. Wait. So did you read about that scene, anybody? How like some fan or something. They won. Won a contest Mm -hmm. to write that scene and how stupid they all thought it was. Yeah. And it's like the biggest scene of the movie. Yeah. It's because her titties are bouncing around. That's why. She said she thought it was going to be silly, but she ended up enjoying it once she watched the movie. But I couldn't find any information on this contest anywhere on the internet. Same. Same. I did have um, a joke about a crab since we talked about crabs so much. Why wouldn't the crab share his toys? I don't know. Because he was shellfish. (laughs) (laughs) I had some crab facts, but I'll skip them. Give me some crab facts. Do you really want them? No. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Okay. A Japanese crab can live 100 years. Holy hell. Crabs can walk in all directions. See, people want tortoises because they live a long time. You just need to get a crab. A Japanese spider crab, you can let your family... Okay, first off, that sounds terrible. I have seen those, and they do look terrifying. They're so big. Yes. So big. I'll eat it if it's that big. You You would would eat it. I would give it to you. You would give it to me to peel for you? Give it to you to eat it. Okay. Crabs have 10 legs. They are decapods. You're a decapod. I honestly never really knew how many legs they had. I just eat them. They're like similar to arachnids, I feel like. Yes, they are to me. But they're not. The smallest... Spiders of the sea? The smallest crab is a pea crab. And it's about the size of your thumbnail. Oh, they make me think of the size of a pea? Baby crabs. In Florida. In Florida. Yes, it's the size of a pea. Little ghost crabs. (laughs) It's about the size of your thumbnail. You mean a pea? (laughs) My thumbnail's bigger than a pea. Joelle's going to learn how to make pea soup for our next podcast. Mine's the size of an S. 
I feel like we should be eating crabs for this one. Oh, that sounds good. Go get them for us. I don't have crabs. I have shrimp. I don't have that crab spending money. I got $7. <laughs> I can get us one crab leg, maybe. A Doing. podcast. We're just hanging I out? No, Yep, pretty much. That's Tuesdays. <laughs> okay. Uh, Barry storms off. Ray walks up at the wrong fucking time, catching all of Barry's rage to his face. Barry punches Ray, then jumps on him, blaming him for being a fucked up fisherman. He punches him with his hurt hand. I yeah. said that when it happened. I was like, oh, that didn't hurt you. You're and fine. And being too jealous to be one of the cool kids. Julie says they think his name is Billy Blue because that's what Missy said his name was. Which, at this point, why didn't... <laughs> Um, Ray noticed that name at all. No, it says it on the boat, right? Yeah, at that time too. Yeah, I think I act like he don't know who Missy is. Like, okay, I think I was too busy looking at Helen's outfit (laughs) with her black hat and her sports bra. She says that's what Missy said his name was, and the girls want to bring Helen's sister's yearbook to. Missy to point him out, but Helen has to go to the parade. The guys have to go with Helen because they are now her bodyguards. And it's going to be today if anything's going to happen because it's the 4th of July. I really hated Julie's spiky bangs. Yeah. You remember how people would like pin back half of their bangs Mm. and grow out the thin part? Mine just do that naturally now. Same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I hate it. They're my bubba hers. <laughs> Helen is now sporting a cuter, shorter cut as she sits atop her float and Barry sits further down, still looking busted up. That was really nice how when he cut her hair, he left it long enough to where she could still get a very fashionable haircut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't bad at all. Dude, I would have freaking got right right to the scalp in certain parts. <laughs> yeah. Shave it, Sinead style. No, not shave it. She'd wake up. You want Everyone, it bad no, enough I meant to like that's like how gaps. I would fix it. Yes, I would just shave everywhere. it. One time growing up, my sister during a slumber party cut my hair right down the middle, mm. right up here. So, I mean, you can't even. You can't do anything with that. You can't do anything with that. There's no like putting that back in a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, where are we at? We're now on the float. Everyone's looking around on guard. Helen spots a fisherman off in the distance. Shocker! Sends Barry chasing after him, and he ends up jumping on the back. Very much so. Barry was very ready to punch someone. And now Crystal is going to ride this bus. Yes! I'm going to drive it. Yep. Julia, everyone is wearing slickers. She sees the real killer on a rooftop. It's okay. We're good. Julie tells Missy they need to talk. She needs to find Billy Blue. Missy asks what this is all about. She tells her it has to do with her brother and last July 4th. Julie says what happened to her brother wasn't an accident. Can we talk about this lady's house right now? How it's very obvious she's living off the land. Yes. She has all the the dead things. pelts and shit spread out everywhere. And she said that they she ran out of insurance money, so, I mean, yeah. I guess she has to live off the land. Man, I don't know. 
I love it, but don't love it. Like, I want to live off the land, but By I still want to go to the store. Yeah. And buy not dead things. I want to be able to be a little bougie. Yeah. Just have some plants. I want to go get some fucking Oreos. I'm going to get some Oreos. <laughs> right? That's where it's at. I don't think you can find Oreos I don't want to have to make them. No. I don't know how to make Oreos. Do you? No. Right? I bet you Lindsay does. Definitely. She's probably, probably made them. <laughs> Missy says she knows. She says he killed himself. He left a note. And the note says, I will never forget last summer. And it's written like all the notes they've been receiving. And not to mention, she got that note from her shed from last year. Dude. Covered in just handy. fish blood. Just, just handy. pulled it out on the fly. I saved it. Like, I got oh, it right here. Here's this letter I just happened to think about. Five feet away. Mm-hmm. In this bloody ass shed. Julie says it's not a suicide note, it's a death threat. Missy wants to know what she's talking about. Julie says her brother didn't kill himself. She says she was there. She tells Missy that they hit him, and it was an accident. She says she saw him. He had Susie tattooed on his arm. Missy says he didn't have a tattoo. She tells Julie to get out of there, and she says get out of my house, and I think it's hilarious because they're outside. I noticed that, too. Get out It's all her house when you live with that much dirt. Julie realizes they didn't kill Missy's brother. Back at the pageant, they're setting everything up. Barry is consoling Helen, says he'll be up in the balcony. He's not going to let anything happen to her. Julie's on her way back to tell everyone what she's discovered. Helen is introduced on stage. She's having to watch the talent show. Some fucking blonde chick in a bathing suit twirling and singing. so bad. It's a bad talent show. It's not great. Why would they punish you like that? The Croker pageant. You won... The previous year, you have to give your crown back and you have to watch all your predecessors just on like, stage as people she's watch the you predecessor. watch them. Yes, she would be the predecessor and fake okay and fake smile and everything and not eye roll. I told Crystal my face could not do that. She no. her face didn't hide it. No. She gave him, she gave her looks and she's like, Jesus, my whole face would have been like sneered and mm, so much judgment. Barry's in the balcony, and Helen sees the killer coming up behind him. She screams out for Barry, which, why the fuck do they keep doing that? Because as soon as you scream their name, now they're distracted. The killer? The girls. The, people? the girls the keep, girls keep calling that. out the fucking dudes' names, and every time they do that, Yo. they get distracted and get fucked up. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Right. It, happens, it wow. happens again later on, mm. too. It's so fucking stupid. She screams out for Barry, and the killer attacks him because obviously he's fucking distracted. Helen is being held back by the crowd, and a sheriff goes up to the balcony to check, and there's nothing up there. And the sheriff offers to take Helen home, and then we see blood dripping from something. It looks like a handrail. I don't know. The sheriff... But there was no other blood for them to see. Yeah, no. It was like a corner rail. How? How? None. Made no sense. How did you fucking clean that up that whole time? The sheriff asks Helen if the fisherman used the same hook to cut all her hair off and laughs. Helen says, no, he used scissors, asshole. And why didn't anyone bring another weapon to this hook fight? Not one weapon. Ray brings his punches. I mean, because Barry is is an alpha male and he doesn't need weapons. No weapons in this entire movie. I know. And we're going after a crazed hook man. Yep. We don't want to know. How the hook man thought that he could sneak in in his slicker and no one would think he looked suspicious. Do you think he makes squeaky boot noises <laughs> like Spongebob when he walks in his work boots? That's the noise he makes. 
Sheriff tells Helen he's heard the story before and tells her about the urban, the Hookman urban legend. And the sheriff sees a roadblock, so they have to take the alley. Helen says, look, you little shit stick Mayberry-ass reject. There's been a murder, and you're going <laughs> to fry in hell if you ignore it. Sheriff says he will contact Barry's parents and put out a search for him. And then in the alley, they see a truck that looks like it's having some car trouble. So... He leaves Helen in the back of the cop car and goes to see if the driver needs any help. And then Helen realizes the driver is the fisherman, yells at the sheriff, sheriff gets distracted, gets fucking stabbed. Oh. Yep. So don't say someone's name if they're about to get murdered. Definitely don't. It was this cop's accent that had me looking up where the hell this movie was supposed to have taken place. North Carolina. I was like, where is this man talking like this? And then for her to call him a hillbilly, I was just like, where are we at? I need to know. Where were they at? North Carolina. How do they talk? Do they? Apparently they talk like that. (laughs) (laughs) They talk like Andrea. Yeah. They talk like us. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) But worse. All right, so the fisherman starts heading towards Helen, but she is stuck in the back of the cop car, and by some feat of strength, she kicks out the cop car window and crawls out and then takes off. And Julie is searching the web about the accident. She sees an article that says Susie was survived by her father, a fisherman named Benjamin. Helen runs to the family shop, and Elsa's there. She's yelling at Elsa to open the door as the fisherman is slowly walking towards Helen, And this motherfucker is just taking her sweet time. Fucking Elsa. She has to turn around to get the keys. Oh, my God. And Helen is, like, frantically (laughs) yelling at Elsa to open the door. She finally gets to the door. It's hard to watch all that. She's, like, shuffling her fucking feet. Tells her, you could have gone to the Broad Street entrance. It's open. (laughs) So I saw that that's how he knew to go around to the back. Of course, because as soon as she says that, you're like, oh, there's another entrance. Helen says she's being attacked, and they turn around, but they don't see the fisherman. Helen says, lock the door, I'll call the police. Elsa goes to lock the other door. I don't think Elsa believes her yet. Well, she you, you can see that she starts she really was to taking her time. You can see she starts to like have doubts about yeah. whatever it is and and walks a little bit faster to the other door. On Elsa turns around and the fisherman is right there and he kills her. And the music is so loud again in the store. Yeah. Helen hears her scream and hangs up the phone. You hear someone scream and you hang up on 911. Yeah, like you've this probably been fine. on hold I'm just gonna for go 5 ahead minutes. And hang up. Mhm. The fisherman is carrying Elsa by his hook. Helen's calling out for Elsa, and she goes downstairs, and the lights go out. Or the the music goes out first, and then the lights go out. She's surrounded by plastic-covered mannequins, and one of them looks like the fisherman. And guess what? It is the fisherman. He tackles her. He comes to life. I read that they really laughed when they were filming this because of how scary it would be to people. They laughed because it would be scary? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what I read. Okay. She runs... I know. I feel like the first time I watched it, it would have been a good jump scare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She Because you are on edge waiting on one of those mannequins to come along. Yeah, and you can see that it's the, you can see that it's the fisherman, but mm-hmm. I mean, you're not expecting him to be like, ah. I would have never worked in that store at night. Mm-mm. I'm scared of everything. <laughs> she runs to the other door, but it's locked. They're she all t- locked. She turns and sees Elsa lying on the bathroom floor. She's dead. She did, did. Now, why did he bring her in the bathroom? The fisherman swipes at her. Wait, wait, no, no, no. The killer 
Yeah, mark that. She's down. on the dumb waiter because I went a little farther. No, not yet. Oh, Killer's coming, and Helen jumps on a dumb waiter, and she get, begins to pull herself up with a, a rope. Dumb waiter. I was wondering what that was. I, th- I assume it's a dumb waiter or something like it. It was a whole like pulley it. system. Yeah, it's a pulley. Hmm. The fisherman swipes at her with the hook, but he can't reach her. And he starts walking up the stairs, and then they both are, arrive upstairs at the same time and spot each other. Helen runs. She opens a window and jumps onto a pile of trash as the fisherman narrowly misses her with his hook. And she gets up and runs. There's a lot of running. Julie arrives at the pageant, and there's no one there. And Helen is yeah, running down. Yeah, you're late, bitch. Yeah. Ellen's running down an alley and fireworks start going off, so she heads in that direction. She looks so hopeful when those fireworks went off. Yep, and she's and then she sees the parade and everybody's right there. That's how you parade, know she's not going to make mark. it. Like it's the parade again. I had a question about this. Yeah, I guess it's another parade because there's like a marching band again. Yeah, but then there's like random people just walking too. But I had the same question. I was like, man, they really Maybe it's just do a block party. 4th of July big. They got parades all fucking day. It's like Mardi Gras. I knew she had to be, oh, yeah, probably. Parade at 8, parade at 3, parade at CU at 7. <laughs> no? She hears a noise and turns around. When she turns back, the fisherman is right in front of her. And they scuffle on next to some piles of tires. Is this I when she has she her buffy moves? Buffy fights. Yeah. Yeah, that's then, the only move she knows. Uh, it doesn't show that they he kills her, but I mean that's what you assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of waiting she to see if she comes and back. Then she doesn't yeah. scream. Julie is walking around searching and sees Ray's boat. She tells Ray that they killed someone else, and she thinks it was Julie's father. She thinks Susie's father. Susie's father. Sorry, what did I say? Julie. Oh Jesus, Susie's father. That she... would have been interesting. <laughs> She thinks Ben Willis killed David Egan. She thinks Ben is still alive. Ray asks her to come aboard, and Julie says no. They have to find Helen and Barry. And he says, we will. She grabs his hand, and then she sees the name of his boat, and it's Billy Blue. (gasps) Shocker. He was already acting a little weird when he was like, why don't you just come inside? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? Take your clothes off. Okay. (laughs) Ray says he can explain, and Julie runs. But the gate is locked. Ray runs after her, and he gets clotheslined by a man. Julie says, please help me, and he tells her to get on the boat now, and she listens. She goes on board and sees a fisherman's hat. And then, a little next to it, she sees a wall of newspaper articles and pictures of her and her friends. I think she saw her own stupid hat. (laughs) Was that her hat? I think so, how she kept wearing that hat, like at college, Mm -hmm. and then on the way home. And she tries to get off the boat, but the door is locked. The man comes into the room and asks if she's in some kind of trouble. And she says, yes. He child. Twirls, in some uh... kind of trouble, child. But his whole face <laughs> is intact. He has no damage. He has a scar on his forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a good skin doctor. Yeah. As a fisherman. Yeah. That's that seaweed. <laughs> And he's twirling that necklace in the hand in his hand that we see at the beginning of the movie. Susie's necklace. That is Susie's necklace, right? I had a question. I didn't know who it belonged to. So, oh, maybe it, it has was. to in a sense that like. It says I love you on it. I'm he assuming. apparently got it back from the dock when he got drug off. I know. But he, that makes sense that she had it and then the guy was spinning it at the beginning. Because he said that it was her necklace. I never caught that. Okay. 
he but said he did get it back. Yeah. After he swam out. He said that's a shame is July 4th. Kids like her should be out partying, drinking, running people over, getting away with murder. Things like that. The man is Ben <laughs> Willis. This man is Muse Watson. Yeah. What so, an awesome first name. From Alexandria. From Alexandria. He was in Prison Break and The Last Exorcism Part 2. Oh. Part 2 of The Last Exorcism. I was going to say, wasn't he like a priest or something? No, that maybe? was the first or one. Or doctor? I don't, I don't know, but I thought it was funny that there was a Part 2 of The Last Exorcism. Because it's supposed to be the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was also in White Lightning. Ooh. Deep in the heart of the... Y'all want to hear about no. it, right? <laughs> I never know where these are going to take us. So maybe. I don't have to tell you about it. It's not no, that no, great. No, no, no. Because now I'm curious. Deep in the heart of the Appalachian Mountains in West Virginia. Appalachian. Appalachian. Where every man owns a gun and a moonshine still abides living legend Jesco White, the dancing outlaw. As a boy, Jesco was in and out of reform school. And Jesco? <laughs> That's his name. Jesco? Not Jessica. Jesco. Cool. Jesco. Continue. He was in and out of the reform school and the insane asylum. To keep him out of trouble, his daddy, D-Ray, taught him the art (laughs) of mountain dancing. D-Ray. A frenzied version of tap dancing to wild country banjo music. Tap dancing banjo music. After his father's death, Crazy Jesco dons his father's tap shoes and takes his show on the road. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I just... And subjects people to his performance. You got to watch it. I don't want to. Carrie Fisher was in it. Please know. So are you glad you went down that trail? I didn't know we were going there. That's that's him. You I better, bet you Billy you Ray Cyrus that was on that one too. That sniffle. You sniff so much today. Dude. Right in the microphone too. I'm getting it. Oh no, that was my sniffle. I know. But I am too. I'm sniffling. She runs, but there's nowhere to go. Ray sees them from the dock. Julie finds a flare gun and loads it, and then Ben guns the engine, and it flies out of her hand and off the boat. Typical you know girl shit. She should have jumped off the boat. Duh. Can it you was... freaking, you weren't that far from shore. No. You know how to swim. And search parties have a really hard time finding you, even in the light. Yeah. When you go jump off a boat. Yeah. Swim, girl, swim. Yep. Ray goes after them on a little dinghy. And then Julie goes below. Ray gets to the boat and climbs aboard, and him and Ben Willis tussle. He I says, put tussle. I wanted to use that word. I like to aboard Ray. <laughs> Julie goes to the engine room and locks the door. She goes back up top and screams Ray's name, distracting him yep. yet again. Yep, yep. And then Ben hits Ray and knocks him off the boat. Yep. Julie goes back down below and she hears Ben and tries to go back up, but he puts something on the door and now she's trapped. I put that she goes like in a crab trap. Every yeah, hidey. it has like chains in it, though, right? I put that she goes in every hidey hole on every, this boat, every single mm-hmm. one. And if there were air ducts, she would have climbed in those too. And yeah. again, Ray came with only his punches. That's, That's right. All he had no weapons. No weapons. And he could have grabbed anything, like you know, a hook. Uh huh. As if he doesn't have a million because he's a fisherman himself. Yeah. That's right. Ray grabs hold of the net in the water and is climbing back up. Julie finds another door, then another door with a room full of ice. And she's putting ice on the door so that Ben can't open it. 
And then there's a dead body in the ice. Looks like Helen. Can't really tell who it is. Yeah, both of those. They said who the other one was the later, and I was like, oh. And she backs up, and then she puts her hand on another dead body's face. Do you want to throw out the ice fact, Joelle? Oh, you part? can. Mm-mm. You can. Either way. Somebody put on the ice fact. Jeez. Um, so you can see the ice jiggling because it's gelatin ice. It's not ice at all. I thought it was cool because they would they would have had to have made those ice sounds because Jello wouldn't have made that sound. I wonder how the Jello like didn't the mush of ice. How did the Jello not mush though when I don't you know. climb around in I it? I feel like they still. To me, it almost looked like pods, like laundry pods. I felt like <laughs> you could just use pieces of plastic that's like shiny plastic, and mm. then it would make some noise. Yeah, they did know. it for her comfort. <laughs> Ray hears her screams, and Julie is climbing all over this damn boat. Ben finally finds her, and Ray throws a pulley at Ben's face and knocks him down. A big metal pulley. And it hits him in the face, right? Right and there's in the blood. face. It hits him in the face. And there's no way there's not blood. And that there's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ray helps Julie up and out. Ben gets up and knocks Ray down. He grabs Julie and says, happy 4th of July, Julie. <laughs> ben tells her, when you leave a man for dead, make sure he's really dead. And then as he goes to stab her, his hook gets caught in the rope. And Ray cuts a rope and sends Ben up into the, well, I would say rafters, but it's a boat. So I guess the sails. His hand gets chopped off at the top. He starts to fall, then gets hung he's up. He's going to get a hook for real, for real now. He gets hung up by his leg and then tossed into the water. I couldn't, I couldn't understand this part. Like he got pulled up, his arm got ripped off. Then he was flying upside down, because his then leg he, got stuck in the water. Then he was in the water. I was like, this man is doing lot. some like Peter Pan shit. I read that whenever they did this, he actually, when he went down, Jennifer Love Hewitt like looked at him and started screaming because he like busted all the blood vessels in his eye doing the stunt. Dang. She screams so much. She's drama queen. She's so what much. I've come to. It sounds like it. Come to my conclusion. That's the conclusion I came to. I'm going to drown her. Ray and Julie hug and make it back to land. Ray says the guilt was killing him, and that's why he went to see Missy. The sheriff asks him if they have any idea why the man would want them dead, and they both say no. You could still come clean, but you decide not to. Right. Absolutely. We hit him with our car and then we drowned him. We don't know any reason whatsoever, officer. I don't officer. know why he did this. No clue. They pull up the net and find only Ben's hand with the hook attached to it. Sheriff says, don't worry, the body will turn up. And then one year later, Julie's back at college. Someone tells her she got some mail as she's starting her shower. She's talking to Ray on the phone, hangs up, and then sees the mail. It's a letter that looks like the rest of the threat letters, but it's only an invitation to a frat party. She heads back to the shower, and they're all on... And and uh, what the what the fuck did I just write there? And the fog. Mark that down. Jeez. No, she's in a she's in a room full of steam, and all the showers are on. And then, written on one of the mirrors, it says, "I still know." Julie looks around and sees nothing. And then the fisherman jumps through the mirror. And we cut to the credits, and the credit song is "Hush" by Joe South. Oh. I remember the song, but I never knew who sung it. Yeah, I always have to look at the credits to see that. So our alternate ending, according to Cracked.com, 
The original draft, Julie and Ray are still together. She's typing him a message online. Ray's in New York. An email pops up in her inbox. She reads it, and according to the script, completely freaks out, her face turning a ghostly white as the life is sucked from it. On the screen, a single sentence, I know what you did last summer. Gillespie filmed the ending but didn't like it and was relieved when nobody else liked it either. It sounds. I mean, the ending that they had was all right. It was very foggy. Yeah. Um, I had one little note about a song called "I Know What You Did Last Summer." Tell us by Canadian singer Sean Mendes and Cuban American singer Camila Cabello. The song serves as Cabello's debut single as a solo artist and was released as the lead single from the reissue of Mendez's debut studio album, Handwritten, revisited in 2015 via Island Records. It reached the top 20 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and on the Canadian Hot 100. I've never heard of that song. Did you know about it? Yeah, I did. Not until I heard it, but it was not made for this movie. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to it because Crystal, Crystal said she loves it. I like it. And I also she likes it. have a list of some of the songs on the soundtrack from allmusic.com, which they cited uh, the soundtrack as much less of a teen dream than the film itself. Hmm. <laughs> The soundtrack was released on October 7th, 1997, and features Hush by Kula Shaker. The original was done by Deep Purple. Summer Breeze by Typo Negative. That was Joelle's jam. (laughs) DUI by The Offspring, which they actually played while they were driving drunk around the curves. Oh, I didn't even Um, notice that. Kid by Green Apple Quick Step. Never in my fucking life. Have I've I never heard, heard of, of them. that. But I did read they had a lot of um, smaller bands that like a lot of people hadn't heard of. Uh, this Ain't the Summer of Love by L7, originally by the Blue Oyster Cult. Losing It by Soul Asylum. Hey Bulldog by Load the Wet Sprocket. Toad oh, the Toad the Wet Sprocket. I remember them. My Baby's Got the Strangest Ways by Southern Culture, Water Lady Peace, 100 Days by, by somebody, Flick, Great hmm. Life by Goat Boy, question mark, Too yeah, I did Wiki see that one. by Hoverphonic, and I Don't Mean Anything, or Don't Mean Anything by Adam Cohen and Proud by Korn. Which yeah. was not one of Korn's better songs. Did I you hear say. it in there? I didn't. Does Korn have better songs? Though? Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. I love Korn. <laughs> they had a few covers I on there. I love Korn. That typo negative. There was sounded like there was three or four covers. The Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, and just to add one in here, um, I didn't read until later on that Daniel Harris, Danielle Harris, was considered for the role of Julie James. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Because I was thinking the same thing that that was her. Yeah. That's it. And I have the body count was six in total. Nice. 
Oh, to go back to Max's scene, they actually said there wasn't enough kills in the first half of the movie, so they added a reshoot for Max's murder scene. That was why. So I wonder if he was even going to be killed at all. Oh, for sure. He Somebody had to be eaten by crabs. <laughs> for sure. Poor Max. I mean, he wasn't even a fucking part of it. Or was he? Because that's my conclusion that I would come to. Somebody just has to be eaten by crabs. Yeah. Was... I mean, why Max, though? I did. Because he was there and didn't say anything? I think so. So for one thing, that was part of it, that mm-hmm. he was there and didn't say anything. And then the other thing, the killer killed the cop for no reason. Oh, that's true. And there that's was someone true. else that he killed for no... Oh, the sister was for no reason. Yeah, well, she was a bitch. So maybe the reason. Yeah. And then it said that um he said he was going to go to the cops, mm, yeah. Max, so yeah. that that was another reason. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because I was curious about that. I did see a plot hole that the origin of the photograph showing Barry's wrecked car is never explained. Well, all right, friends. Go do all our things. <laughs> I don't know how to make it sound like Joel. <laughs> um, all right. So make sure you follow us on Facebook so you can go and vote on our next movie on Tuesday. We have a theme coming up, I think. I'm not oh, telling yeah. you what it is. It's a secret. We can't even talk about the theme. No. It's a secret, oh. so you have to go to Facebook. Okay. You'll find out on Tuesday. All right. On Tuesday. See what you day? Next, see you next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, you do it on Tuesdays. Oh, yeah, because we, we upload on Monday. Flip this board. You'll find out. Yeah. 